uh, episode 13 of the DadPod Sportscast. This is Kevin. On the other end, we have Artie and John. Uh, Super Bowl week, fellas. How are we feeling? Are you excited? This is what we play for. Um, unlucky, considering the episode number, but good. Otherwise. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, this is the big one, guys. This is for all the cliche marbles and whatever the hell you want to call it. Like, this is what we've been waiting yeah, all year for. We got a lot on the line this week, boys. We got a lot on the line. <laughs> exactly. This is, uh, our, very, our very reputation is at stake. Exactly. <laughs> the shekels. We need to make some yeah. shekels this weekend. Yes. Yeah. All the, uh, all the five dollar prop bets that we're going to throw on this fucking game are going to be do, tremendous. Do, do you know how many times FanDuel is sitting there going, do you want a free ten dollar bet, Arthur? Like, oh, yeah, I do. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> I've been I've been opted into the sweat free bet for about two weeks now, so <laughs> See, I'm, I'm just, I'm just waiting. Thank you to our unofficial uh, sponsor, Picket, for blocking uh, <laughs> yeah. all my fucking bets. With me. That's right. <laughs> oh, Jesus for those of Christ, you that uh, good don't looks know. to John for fucking Picket. God damn! Like yeah, I, that was that was something. That that was clutch. That was absolutely clutch. But it's beautiful. Uh, anything I could do to help. Anything I could do to help. Yeah, that was cool. The generous who helping generous. That's, who that's needs a financial advisor when you got John? You know, like I said, the generous helping generous. I I believe there is a group for that that <laughs> I should probably join. But uh, gamblers anonymous. What? Yeah, you know, whatever. Uh, but no. Um, yeah, Super Bowl is on Sunday, six thirty on Fox. Burkhart and Olsen on call. Um, probably yeah. for the last time as a as a duo. Probably the for the last time. Um, yeah, we got the news that Brady was po- keeping his ass out of everything f- until next year. Rightfully so. Thank Speaking God. of keeping his ass out of everything, you've heard this Michael Irvin news, didn't you? Oh my God! So what no, is this actually. woman? What so some? What is this woman accusing Michael Irvin of? Kevin? Nobody fucking knows. Nobody oh, okay. knows what Michael awesome. Irvin said to her. So essentially, Michael Irvin was at the uh, the media hotel. He walked in. He had seemingly had a few drinks prior. Uh, was shaped according to him. Had sh- you know said hi or shaken hands with about good fifty to hundred people. Uh, doesn't remember ever speaking to this girl at any point during the day. Uh, he claims that he got to the hotel, went straight up to his room. He was then shown the video of him speaking to this lady and goes, well, I spoke to her and then I went straight to my room. And then seemingly the video continues and he goes, all right, I don't remember. I was drunk. So the story, unfortunately, Michael, got you into the issue that you're now in where you now got pulled off. But nobody knows what he said to her. Nobody knows the extent of it. Whether it was some sexual harassment charge thing, whether or not she just got mad, nobody fucking knows. And because it's Michael Irvin, and he once told some girl to dress up in a clown suit and drop fucking hot chocolate on him and ran at somebody with scissors and all the cocaine shit that he got involved in, that that came back to bite him in the ass. So I'm surprised that's you didn't start co- with the cocaine. So um. oh no, I mean, I mean, you know, but look. You can start with the cocaine, but you don't want to bury 
girl in a clown suit, suit pouring hot chocolate on hot chocolate on you. I want to bury that one. No, no, but, you don't. Uh, uh, yeah, so Michael Irvin is seemingly pulled off all Super Bowl uh, activities, and nobody knows why. Uh, so well, NFL Network goes down a comedy. They game. sent him home. They were like, leave Arizona, go home. Yes. Well, yeah. you saw, did you see him talking to Jalen Hurts? Like, the day that Media Week began? No. I, no. I, I, I'm, I'm maintaining my boycotting of all of it because I don't have any do, patience for do, it, but I'll do take yourself, your word for it. Do yourself a favor and watch that five-minute clip. My man is coked out of his mind. And really? Then, yes, he is. He is all over the damn place to the point where he looks at Jalen Hurts and says, "I got to start slow down and start over again because I got to get my shit together." Like on, like on TV, oh. so, like tells him, "I got to get my shit together." Like I got to stop him talking to you oh. like we're dogs in the locker room. Like oh. that, that doesn't fly. Yeah. So, so Mike is self-aware enough at this point to know that. uh He's uh he's got a little bit of an issue, but uh that's that. And then the oh. other news I should have put this on the rundown. So we know how Brett Favre was getting sued by the state of Mississippi for seventy-two yeah, million dollars for yes yeah. for for the uh, for the uh the fraud right. that he committed or right. whatever. And we know allegedly how, <laughs> allegedly allegedly. Remember that's a key word in what I'm about to say now. Allegedly. So, Pat McAfee and Shannon Sharp have been busting his balls, saying that he committed this welfare fraud. Stop! Allegedly, don't tell, don't tell me he fucking, don't tell me he filed Brett a fucking Farr, defamation Brett, lawsuit. Brett Farr filed a defamation suit for seventy-two million dollars against hey, Pat the, McAfee the and lawyer Sharp. has spoken up. <laughs> are you, are you, God, are you kidding me? Look it up. Sports Illustrated read it. It's on Sports Illustrated's fucking Instagram right now. Go look at it. Oh, Jesus Christ. Just in Brett Favre assumed Shannon Sharp and Pat McAfee for defamation. For the exact $72 million that he owes the state of Mississippi in welfare fraud. So he's the never going to see that money. money. He's, he's never going to see that money. He's just going to write one check and, yeah, you know. He's going to get that money back and then send it out. He's not going to win this case whatsoever. No. But the hope is... The money right. that I owe, I could just recoup it. First of just... all, first of all, okay, I, for those of you who can't see, I'm playing the smallest the, violin. The world's class of the... Yes. Yes. I, I agree with you. I just think it's really funny. He's like, I, I got a solution to this. No, his lawyers had... His lawyers like, let's throw shit at the wall and see what sticks. Kind of crap. Yeah. I mean, They're on retainer for what? Probably about a thousand dollars an hour, so... Oh, Without a doubt. With, yeah. But, I mean, has anybody tanked their reputation more than Brett Favre the past fucking couple of years? Just those Wrangler commercials weren't enough. Yeah. And, co- and yeah. Copperfit. Mm-hmm. Copperfit. Copperfit. Copperfit isn't holding those joints together anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. No. Not for 72 mil. No, definitely not. But, uh, God. That, that's the off the field shit this week so far. Um, and then, although then there was one other one, didn't the Philly the Philly backup lineman get arrested for something? Oh yes, domestic violence. Was that, that what the, it was? Oh, that, that was what it was. Was that was that the domestic violence one? Because there was another, there was a couple of arrests. We said it last week. Like 
no, no, no. It was it was more than just the it was, no. It was rape. It wasn't it was domestic rape. violence. It was rape, rape. And kidnapping. Yeah, rape and <laughs> kidnapping. I, okay, I'm so so. I'm okay. sorry. Genuinely, I was I was. I, I'm not trying to make light of it. Don't don't cancel me. No, 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 no. I was, I, I I like how we were all like Joshua was like that. It's something like that, and they're like. Let's one count of rape, one count of Joshua Sills. Like, oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, jo- yeah Joshua Sills. Real quick. We're doing good. We're doing good. Yeah. We're doing good. So, yeah, according I mean, to... Yeah, he was arre- yeah, arrested, okay. kidnapping, charges, and rape. Austin. Good job. 25 years old. You ruined your life, asshole. Yeah. You said it last week, though. Like, fucking stay no hotel room. Don't go anywhere. Honestly, like, oh. what the fuck are you doing? Like, well, apparently, it happened three. It happened three years ago. Yeah, that's that's also the really interesting part about it. But yeah, uh, yeah, that that's that. I'm not like again. If a woman says rape, believe her. No, but yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm trust three, me, I'm, three years. Three years is. Uh, that, that, that's there's always there's a, always a lot of. In complexities around the accusations sure. of sexual assault, and I can go into it deep, deeply if if I if we had to. But yeah, no, unfortunately, there's there's just too many societal pressures, and the legal system sucks beyond belief when it comes to this Absolutely. kind of stuff. So, you know, she could have filed this complaint two years ago, and it's only being no, legitimized uh, now too. You got, exactly, people don't realize that's, that. That's exactly what I was going to say. But I'm saying the timing of. Then, you know, it takes like you know, it could take like you know, yeah. time for people to come forward with that stuff. You know, because yeah. it's 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 like like it's not a big deal. Come on, you know. In my, all seriousness, my my uh comment was more so on the media side of it. How we waited until Super Bowl week to fucking come out with the story since it's been out there for three fucking years. Sure, the timing of it is uh suspect on my end, but. That's a word. Whatever. Like, it's been out there. Like, that's a matter of public record. If it fucking, he had a rape and a fucking kidnapping allegation against him, but that, that's. I always, I always wonder about these things truly. Like, the NFL and these, all of these teams apparently spend gazillions of dollars on former FBI and former detectives and, and background checking. Like they're supposed to know where you take a piss every day the, before the you get signed. Isn't that strong, bro? Oh, <laughs> man. Nailed it. And it's the same thing when Plexico shot himself. What what does he need his own gun for? He can hire his own security. The team can provide security. You're supposed to, but I mean, you don't. You're telling me you couldn't get these guys together and be like, "Hey, listen, we're all going out. Can you hire whatever security firm you hire for us for the game?" You know, send two or three guys in, you know, black jackets and black shirts to the club with us. Like, well, I mean, you know. well, I mean, to your point, what about Ray Rice? Like, Ray Rice should have probably had somebody with him the night that he fucking decided he was Riddick Bowe in a Atlantic City elevator. But you know, yeah, well, <laughs> like that, like you, you, you make. Like, your point extends out to all these fucking people. You know what I mean? Like, it's the same when they get caught for DWI. Like, you're telling me we don't have a... You couldn't call someone on the team to send you a car? Car service? Like... Well, more, if you want yeah, that always bothers that, me. 
they all have a fucking number yeah. in their phone yeah. or a limo. You, Get out of here. You, you want to talk about background checks? Nobody thought Aaron Hernandez had a little bit of a problem when you looked at his criminal record for fucking high school and college and everything else. I'm not trying to. I'm not, I'm not trying to laugh because it is serious. But the the mean thing that I sent you guys about the NFL script writers, <laughs> like, and then of course it had to be the Chris, the yeah, Chris Benoit theme. Like, of course, the guy who who took steroids and then murdered his wife murdered and daughter. Children. Like, are you kidding oh. me? Possibly the best meme I've seen in my opinion the past five years. Easy, easy. As a WWE funny. fan, the minute I heard that Kristen Watt sound, I fucking lit up like. Like, are you kidding me? It was the best. Do yourself a favor and, and go on Twitter and just search like you know NFL rigged memes or whatever, and you'll find the videos and. Some of them are actually, some of them are absolutely hilarious. I hope they, sh- this is a thing where they're like strung all together. Because some of them are really, really good. Some of them are tremendous, yes. But that, that one took the cake for me. The fucking Aaron Hernandez one, just because it was so dark. <laughs> and so- oh, absolutely. <laughs> I'm, I'm all about like dark humor like that. And I know he's a piece of shit and whatever, but like, it's just sometimes f- funny is funny to me. And, Oh yeah, I, oh, no, I left. I'm sorry. Don't, don't, <laughs> like, look, don't, don't apologize. Like both of these men on a on a equivocal level were pieces of shit. So the fact that you could join them two at the hip to produce something that was not only humorous but dark as hell. Oh, absolutely. And top marks, Michelin stars, like that. That's Michelin stars. <laughs> oh yeah, five, five Michelin stars. Absolutely. So let's get into this game because we've been. Oh, yeah, let's, let's dive into this, the, and then the we fan, got a lot the, of... Our fans <laughs> want to know what we think about oh, the Super Bowl. I'm sure. Jake wants to know who we got. Yeah. No. Jake, Jake, Jake and T-Dubs want to know. T- who yeah, I was going to say, T-Dubs wants to know. So T-Dubs, this is for you. Bet, bet your heart out. Just don't bet while you're <clears> high on, on weed. So okay. yeah, I will I, I, I will admit before we get really into the, the weeds here, I do have a bet out for Philly minus nineteen and a half, um, just because whoa, whoa, they've been whoa, blowing, whoa. they've been blowing, blowing the shit out of everybody. So I figured, what? why not? They're due. I'm I mean, sorry. They're gonna I'm keep sorry. it rolling. Are we, yeah, so you're, you're, wait, so yeah, we are due for a blowout Super Bowl. We haven't had one since. The, we haven't uh, had one in a while since the Manning um, Broncos in New York fiasco against the Seahawks. Yeah, the 40, 47 to eight disaster. I. Don't hate that bet as much as I thought I would the minute it came out of your mouth. Like, now that I think about it, I was like, he's got a point. We're due. Like, we are absolutely due for... I took it. It's a $10 bet at plus $7.50. Wait, that's plus $7.50, but the thirty-seven thirty-four Philly over Kansas City bet, exact... Ex- okay, so from pulling the curtain back. The ridiculous bet that John, we were talking about before was John said plus... I believe it was ten thousand. It is plus ten thousand. Plus ten thousand odds on the exact final score thirty seven thirty four, Philly over Kansas City plus ten thousand odds. The leak, the leak script bet. Is that real? Yes, the leak. Yeah, the I, I took <clears throat> just solely for the memes. Um, you know, for the for, memes. The, for the for the gram for the for memes, the lols for the lol, whatever you want to say. Lulls. Eagles thirty seven, Chiefs thirty four at plus ten thousand. 
$5 bet to win to net 500. Um, and then I took a first half correct score based on leaked, I say leaked with big quotes, um, you know, script. Chiefs 24, Eagles 13 at the half at plus 19,000. Um, so that's a $5 bet to net me, uh, $9.50. I don't anticipate any of that happening, but if it does, I'll be a firm believer. I will wear the tinfoil hat all year now because. If it's 34 34 in the fourth quarter, a lot of people are just going to be looking at each other like. (laughs) What are we we paying for here? Yeah, like, oh, absolutely. Like, if, so, if you get anywhere close to the 30s, people are going to be flipping the fuck out. So let's, I'm just looking at the previous Super Bowl scores. And, alright, last year was a three point game. Bucks over Chiefs 31 9, okay. Uh, Chiefs over Niners 31 20. Patriots over Rams 13 3. Philly over Patriots, 41-33. Uh, Patriots over Falcons, 34-28. Okay. Broncos over Panthers, 24-10. I, yeah, we I really forgot about that game. Yeah, the 50th anniversary Super Bowl, yeah, where Cam Newton forgot to dive on the fumble. I forgot Cam Newton was in a Super Bowl, like, yep, within, the, within last... the last 10 years. That was probably... Yeah, because you know why? That was the year before the, the Atlanta de- debacle and the Atlanta, you know, collapse. Yeah. And that was then the year. Yeah, you know why? Because they were, it was bookended by two New England Super Bowl wins. Correct. Patriots uh, over Seahawks 28-24. That was the uh, Malcolm Butler interception. And then the Seahawks over the Broncos in 13-43-8. And I remember the Harbowl was before that. Thirty-four, thirty-one. That's the closest score to thirty-seven, thirty. So, I mean, we're due for for that. Like, <laughs> you're due for a big blowout. You're also due for a high-scoring game. Yeah. I mean, well, not really due, but not we're high-scoring, but we're opponents are in the thirties. Yeah. yeah, it's trending. That's it's, the NFL. You would too. you would have hoped that at this point, like, with both these teams being as high-powered in offense, and we'll get into it, but like both high-powered offenses to the degree that they are, that you do get both teams into, like, the high 20s, low 30s. Like, it, it's there to be had. You know it's, what I mean? I mean, with the Super Bowl, it's always tough because of, like, the halftime, and it, like, throws off their rhythm, and it's the two-the-week layoff, and it's the jitters, and it's the Super Bowl. I'm like, hoping we get some scoring. I, I think the Chiefs will be, the Chiefs have been in the Super Bowl, you know, have been in the Super Bowl twice in the last three years. Right. And we're in the AFC Championship game five years in a row, I think now. Yeah. Um, yeah they're, like, so, they're, like, they're ready. Like, they know what the fuck so, is on the yeah, line. The, so the rhythm thing, I don't think affects them as much because they've been there before. But like, Philly, I mean, Philly, it's an entirely new roster, except, well, most of that roster has not been in, was not in the Super Bowl back in, in 2018. 17, yeah. In 17, the 17 year. So. You know, other than like Fletcher Cox and um, Boston Kelsey. Scott, Kelsey, Jason Kelsey. Jason Kelsey was on that. Leaders in the locker room, but like none of the wide receivers, n- not the quarterback, you know, the half the defense, like none of like, you know, that's the, to me, that's the one thing that gives me hesitation is that 
Kansas City is hungry. They 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 want to be a dynasty. They know they should be. You can't be a dynasty if you've only won one Super Bowl in a five year span. So True. six year span. So they got to win this second one, and then you know they they're on they're on that mission to prove. Oh no, we don't miss Tyreek Hill. Like I somebody I saw a stat yesterday that was like, you know. This quarterback lost their number one wide receiver, and they they started to suck last year. This quarterback lost their number one wide receiver, and they started to suck. And it was like four different teams, and then you know they all none of them made the playoffs. Or it was like Dallas. It was like Dallas. I think it was the Titans um, while losing AJ Brown. Dallas losing Amari Cooper, and then it was like Chiefs lose Tyreek Hill. They're in the fucking Super Bowl. Like you know, yeah, no it, it no problem. Matter. It didn't matter. Like Pacheco and McKinnon had come up speech for them like that it they you took an all pro receiver and made him an afterthought like again there 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 should be no reason uh that we shouldn't get some points out but uh key of the games fellas what do you guys think though now that we're we're touching on it and like dancing around the subject well you i mean we go out of order here but you brought up Pacheco and McKinnon versus the Philly right. defense like I said, I've said it a couple of times. McKinnon was out there winning people fantasy leagues at the end of the season last yeah, year because he was putting up 20 point games. You know, Pacheco's averaging five and a half yards a rush. He hasn't found the end zone yet, but he's been pretty effective coming in, you know, especially coming on later into the season since, right. um, what was it Edwards Alaire went down? Right. So since it became really his job. You know, I mean, he split time with McKinnon, but it's really become Pacheco's job. Um, and, like, you can't even say that, like, Pacheco and Jarek McKinnon are, like, a change of pace to each other because they're no, both, they're they're both shifty, quick scat backs, and they're, you know, they're both devastatingly good out of the backfield catching passes. They can both pick up a blitz. They can both, throw, like, they're going to beat you around the edge, and... Like their game is not going to be a power running game up the middle. Like that—that's not what they do. But no. like, no, are, no. are they the Eagles? The Eagles could be with Sanders, and I think that's important to look at too. Is like you're looking at two teams that can run the ball, can run the ball effectively, and but have completely different styles of running the ball when they want to run it. Not that the Eagles are like a power, like I, you know, t- you know, I formation running no, up the middle, but, but they're a little bit more between the tackles than. They're not running double reverses like every other every other play. No, like, granted, but jumping into it, like Philly's running attack, uh, John posted it here in the rundown. They are averaging 208 yards a game. Like, and it's not just two guys like Sanders and Gainwell. Like, you also have to consider there's now Jalen Hurts who can run the ball and hurt you, and Boston Scott seemingly turned into fucking Roger Craig, and he's <laughs> scoring postseason right. touchdowns because nobody's business. Right, so you have four legitimate running attack, running options, and Hurts especially down in the red zone. Um, Scott in the red zone, like and, and Boston Scott, right, and then low yarded, you know, and goal to go, you know, second and goal from the two, right. He's not; they're not afraid to hand the ball off to him. Um, I think what's going to be interesting too is I'm curious about McKinnon and Pacheco if they can use them to slow down the Philly rush. Like pass rush, you know if they, which if I they, think they can because I don't think, I think that that's, I don't think that it's like Philly's defense is like really solid all around, but it's not like they have 
it's not like you sit there and you have to say like we have to double team this edge rusher every right, single but, play every single time. But if if you rush, you're leaving openings and you're leaving spaces. And if fucking Pacheco and McKinnon can exploit those spaces and start chewing up three four yards here before they get tackled, you're gonna see people staying home a little bit and and playing the fucking corners. You know what I mean? Right. You're, you're not, gonna, not gonna see this on Reddick bull rushing. Because what no. you do it, because basically what you do is if they're going to bull rush at you like that or a speed rush and charge at you, what you do is you run or throw right at them because they're not going right. to be able to stop. Right. 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 So you're going to, uh, you're going to see a lot of halfback screens. You're going to see a lot of like bubble screens and so on and so forth that you're going to have the space to exploit when they're running past you. Like that, like you're, you're absolutely right. Like John is completely on the ball with that. Yeah. They got to run. They, a lot of what they got to do is run down is run blitzing at the end of the day and they can't just pin their ears back and, and bull rush like you said, John. They have to they have to stay in lanes, they have to stay home on their They're gonna their, have to their, contain. Yeah, like, they're, they're gonna, gonna have to play to like contain and it's it's and and that's hard to do. Both of these quarterbacks are gonna be able to to step outside of the pocket and make dynamic plays. And I think my calculation ultimately comes down for the offenses being successful is how many out of the pocket breakdown, twenty plus yard plays does each team make? You know, if, if Mahomes and and you know, like one of my keys is obviously Mahomes' ankle. We can't go. We can't talk about the 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 Kansas City offense without talking right. about Mahomes. how how healthy is he really? Like right. that, how healthy is he? he well, you know, I'll tell you right now. According to their injury report, and this is for both teams, Mahomes was a full practice yesterday and today. So if he's on the full practice, that means he's not he's gonna show up probably maybe, you know, probable on the injury report. You can't really put him as questionable. No, he's gonna play, no. obviously, but like No, I know, but you could play as questionable. Like it's really when it's doubtful is when you're really not gonna play. Right. But if he's listed as a full participant yesterday and today, listen, they're really not gonna they're not gonna be in pads on Friday. That's the final walkthrough. And then, right. you know, it's game time, baby. Like everybody, just about everybody who was on their injury report was a full practice. Yeah, like wild. Uh, I I couldn't see him not going out there and banging it out for fucking thirty to forty attempts passing the ball anyway. Like, not it's Pat fucking Mahomes. He's gonna do it. You know what I mean? Like he's gonna. Of course, right. Like he, he I don't know. Like I I, I don't. I think that the ankle, although not fully 100%, he's still capable of carving up for 250 yards this game. Like, it's, it's within the realm of possibility at this point. Like, I think the, the point being made, like, that Kansas City receiving, and I'm including the, the uh, running backs in that too, against that Philly secondary, that's what the key of the game is going to be. Like, I, I absolutely agree with John on that. Like how, how much contain and how much fucking prevent is, are you going to be forced to play as that Philly secondary? Well, like, and, and how many, how many times you're going to have to have four, four defensive backs in five defensive right. backs in right. and trying to how, match up against four and five wide receiver right. sets. How, how many times are you playing nickel? And when you're not playing nickel, how many times is Jarek McKinnon Going to be outrunning an overmatched linebacker. I mean, the thing about nickel, 
the thing about like the base defense, like and the nickel and the dime package in the court, like the thing of today's NFL is the the trend is if you count the number of defensive snaps where teams, especially especially like the Chiefs, like the Steve Spagnolo let like defense, they play more nickel than they play their base defense. Like they'll play their base defense on like three plays on a, on a drive on a ten play drive they'll play base on one or two maybe three and the rest they're in nickel and dime the whole time they're two linebackers or one linebackers or like three three safeties are on the field is really what happened like they don't play that base defense often anymore because look at like teams will shred them apart and it's just a speed game sure. now. Yeah, unless it's I like the Titans, unless it was like the Tennessee Titans, where you're like, "Oh, they're going to run it down our throats." They're playing nickel most of the time as their is their base now. I'm actually That's trying true. to look at where you said that. I'm trying to look. There was a number for that. The there was a um, stat with where they played base defense. Let me see. That's 2021, but yeah. Well, Steve Spagnuolo was the coordinator last year too. Yeah, yeah, they only yeah. played, yeah, they only played base defense 27 percent of the time last year. There you go. Damn. So it's only on first. It's only on first down, and it's not even every first down. Right. It's like you know, it's <laughs> you know, it's it's like it's 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 bad. You know, that's the but that's that's born out of necessity because there's it's you don't get the two wide receiver. You know, running back in a fullback set anymore with a tight yeah. end. So there's no there's no need to have three true linebackers on the field, four true linebackers on the field in a three four. Like there's just no need for it. You need at least three corners on the field at at all times. You need at least four or five defensive backs that can keep up with you know three four receivers and a tight end that is basically another wideout. Like you can't. There's just today's NFL. You can't play that way. You know. There's just it's it, not it's not the way. Yeah, and uh, again, credit to John. I think that he uh, pulling the curtain back a little bit. I think he hit it on the head when he said, uh, "Kelsey essentially is the key of the game." Like, I think Travis, like he's right. Travis Kelsey, if he got shut down, Kansas City's in in a world of hurt. Could be but a long day. He, yeah, if he's if he's got his space and be able to get his numbers and he's able to exploit that that linebacking core or that, you know, that third or fourth corner with his size, yeah, then then Kansas City's in for a good time. Like, I, it's it's all depending. I don't think there's, like, ever going to be a situation, especially when you have this much time to prepare, where Kelsey's not going to get some, you know, attempt, he's not going to get some attempts his way and some catches. And, you know, I, do I think he's going to get 10 catches for 120 and, and, and two, touch, two touchdowns? Probably not, but, like... Is it possible? Yes, absolutely it's possible. Yeah, Is that, it likely? No. But it's less yeah. likely to me that he will have two catches for 22 yards in well, this game. Granted. He's like, going to have five catches, six for catches, for like at least 60 or 70 yards and possibly a touchdown. Like That's a guarantee to me. Does he get the ninth and tenth catch, and and is he a, have a monster game, or does he have you know a moderate impact on on the offense? Because the Kansas City the offense is too there's too much depth at at the position at the skill positions for for the any defense to ever shut down one player. Because like if they double team Kelsey where he only gets two catches, that means that there's two other wide receivers or a running back like that are getting 
that means monster that numbers. You up. Right, Juju, yeah, that that, right. Juju's got like set eight catches for 125 yards and two touchdowns. Like somebody's getting double digit catches for 125 yards plus and two touches if if you shut Kelsey down. So it'll never, they'll never happen. It's just a question of can they really? Is I think. Kansas City doesn't score over 30 points if Philly keeps the ball and runs the ball and chews the clock. Like, that's I, the only way I think they yeah. really can slow down their offense. Philly's going to get, Kansas City's going to get 28 points. Well, that's the thing. They're right, going to get yeah. 28 points. Do they get, you, do they get more than that is the question. If they, if Philly rushes for 250 or 300 yards, that's the only way that that doesn't happen. Right. Then they're not, right. then it's, then it's 17 points, right? Unless, right. If, if Philly rushes, for 200 plus yards and, and has, you know, time of possession is 39 minutes out of the six, you know, two thirds of the game. Yeah. Then there it is. Right. Like if they play ball, con- if they play ball control and they basically keep Mahomes on the bench, that's how they'll, that's how they'll win, you know, 34, 17, you know, something like that. And not, not that that's a blowout, but if they use the running game, like they have been, and there's no reason why they won't, as long as, even if they're, listen, even if they're trailing, by a touchdown or something, there's no reason to get away from it. If you're down by two, three scores, then you start throwing. But then they have the offensive firepower to come back from that because they have two good wide receivers. They have a good tight end. They have, again, the running game. You still have the running game. They can catch passes. They can do They There's nothing, not that there's no weaknesses, but there's strengths on all, on, at all the skill positions. They're a comp- it's, it's, it's really sad for me to say as a Giant fan how complete that team is in Philly. They have good players at just about every position. No, you're you're absolutely right. I think like there's no reason why, and and you hit it on the head. There's no reason why a team that dynamic and that wide like widespread with talent across all offense positions like the Eagles should have difficulty matching or or hanging with the Chiefs. And if your game plan has worked that effectively throughout the whole playoffs as far as running the ball and being the focal point of your offense, don't get away from what to, to dance. You know what I mean? Like, right. The like, running the ball has gotten you to this point. Don't get away from it. Like, Miles Sanders better have 20, 25 carries. Like, that, that's just how it should go. You know what I mean? Like, Kenneth Gainwell should have 10 to 15 touches. Like, that, that's of how course. it is. Like, there should be five, five to eight design plays for Jalen Hurts where he tucks it and runs. Like, ideally, that, that should be what you're looking at. So you're talking about then, what, 40 plays out of your 75 game script, uh, 75 play script, 70 play script that are designed to keep the ball on the ground. Mm-hmm. You're, you're gonna shoot clock. You're gonna shoot clock. You have to. There's no other way for you to put yourself in a position to win a Super Bowl than to chew clock, especially against this team. Like you do right. not want to you do not want to run a gun with the fucking Kansas City Chiefs. Nobody does. Like that that's no, not it, it'll be out. tough to get into a track meet, but if there was a team in the playoffs that's was left, they're the ones that they probably you know Yeah, they, they Yeah, like like they they Stand at ten paces and shoot at each other. Like, sure. Like, I, I right. agree with you there. Like, if if somebody was going to do it, that's the team to do it. Um, I worry more so about whether or not 
there's enough experience there on the Eagles' side that if they get into that track meet, they can finish that race. You know what I mean? Like, the, just the, the lack of experience, the moment. There, there's something to be said for the lights. There's something to be said for for it's a Super Bowl. Like, there's something to be said for the comfort of having played in one before, so on and so forth. Like, it's a thing, you know. That's I mean? where that's where the veterans are going to have to step up, whether they were, you know, Philly from the beginning, or whether they're free agents like Bradbury and Slay and all those guys. Those get sure. those the veterans are going to have to step up. Agreed. Talk talk um, about your guys on the sideline. Yeah, and you know what I mean. Like, it, the, I don't know, man. Like, I, I see it as, and, and we're beating a dead horse at this point. But yeah, like. Those forty play, like you have to hit that magic number. If you hit four magic number forty plays running the ball, and and you stick to that script, you're you're putting yourself in a good spot to win the game. If suddenly if suddenly yes. you're throwing if suddenly you're throwing forty five to fifty times a game, something went wrong. Like if you're the Eagles, something went wrong. You got behind early and you had to fucking match wits, or you know they they just tagged you and put it in the box and fucking neutralized you and neutered you up front quick like something went wrong at that point or somebody gets hurt like we've not discounted the fact that like injuries and time on the bench happens in Super Bowls it always does it always does so what, what do the Eagles do if Miles Sanders tweaks an ankle like God forbid, Miles Sanders tweaks an ankle. Then what? Like, I mean, listen, you're, they're you're not suddenly, a, the, 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 the Eagles are not a one-dimensional offense. They are not like nope. they're not one-dimensional. Jalen Hurts is 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 a good, very good quarterback. He's an MVP no, candidate. He, like, you know, I he's, absolutely agree. Like, it's not I, like they're they're one-dimensional, but. I think their offense is a little more predicated on their ability to ball control. And right. like, they're not the chiefs. They're not going to sling it 47 times and go right. 33 for 47 for 380 and three touchdowns right. and also run it for a hundred yards, you know, right. and destroy you. Like that's not, they're not destroying you that way. They're destroying you. Cause they run, like you said, they rush it 40 times. Even if they rush it 30, like and they only throw it thirty, but their thirty rushes go for like almost two hundred yards. They're beating you by three touchdowns. Like that's right. how that's working for them, right? You and know, like, like God forbid, Miles Sanders tweaks an ankle or hamstring or gets a migraine like Terrell Davis back in the day. Like, bro, like he's a power. Like he's their power back. Like. You're not gonna give those same carries to Kenneth Gainwell. You're not gonna give them to Boston Scott. Like that that's not what they do. No. So not. now you're re- so now you're relying on Jalen Hurts essentially to pick up the slack with those remaining forty plays. You know what I mean? Like that's not gonna that's not conducive to you winning. Like that's not gonna happen. No. It's not. But that that's why we play it, you know what I mean? Um the no, fun- a, another thing we talked about, I um was talking about with somebody else actually one of my one of my lawyer friends um because he was he was trying to get me to buy a box and i I think i'm swearing off buying boxes forever um when it comes to the super bowl there's always another pool no i I just i don't want to do it i don't want to do the stupid box there's always another pool everyone comes out of the woodwork if i go to the goddamn if i go to the goddamn deli or bagel store one more time and they and they got six six bark box cards on the wall you know oh that's 50 dollar box there's one more let's let's go 
no thanks. Um, but I think the the Chris Jones, I think John, you also, you know, you put this on the rundown, and I was, I, we were talking about this. One of my buddies, we were saying that, you know, how the Chiefs' defensive line holds up against and 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 really attacks the Philadelphia offensive line, and how Philly's offensive line holds up against them, because you know, one of the things we haven't noticed with the Chiefs so far in this playoffs is a super dominating performance by their defensive line. Like they've made plays here and there um, against the Bengals, and but they have, but I, I th- at any point, these guys are talented enough to run over offensive linemen and get three sacks, four sacks in the game. And, you know, is it going to happen against, you know, maybe it's, you know, it, it's not a sack, but it's a hurry up. It's a, batted ball you know those are right. those are the plays that don't show up on the statute but those those are big plays because that's going to interrupt the flow and the rhythm of the philly offense no, and i think that's no, important uh, too. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't even have to be a, a a knockdown it doesn't have to be a fucking batted ball get fucking jalen hurts on the floor hit him right you gotta, any court, him. any quarterback touch him. any quarterback you gotta you gotta rattle them early and then it, it disturbs the clock, you know, the quote unquote clock in their right. head, and that's how like, it's good. And that's how right, it goes. Like, like even if he gets the ball off, like if if you're able to hit him as he gets that ball off, doesn't have to be a sack, doesn't have to be a bat down, rattle him. Like John said, get in his head a little bit, make him think about it, and think about getting that ball out faster. You're going to create some turnovers. And you're gonna you're gonna create some. Some damage. Just there. Bad, like, bad throws chaos. on third. On bad throws on third and seven. Like that's what it comes down to. Is like you know disrupt the rhythm of the offense, disrupt them being on schedule. That you know you hear that phrase a lot, being on schedule. But for Philly, I think Philly's offense is more dependent to a certain extent being on schedule and being in rhythm. Because like Mahomes is a fucking magician and he can make shit happen out of his ass at any time at any point in the game. Doesn't matter the down and distance. Whereas like. They're not like Jalen Hurts can also make those plays, and like I said before, like I but think, he needs the time to do it. But he's he's a little bit more traditional in the sense that like he needs the time and the space. So if he doesn't have the time and the space, his escapability is not quite quite the same as Mahomes. Not that anybody's really is, you know. And again, if he could turn those escape plays into twenty five yard plays, that passes down the field on third and seven, and it puts him in field goal range and in the red zone. Yeah, like. Philly's going to do well in this game and, and, and run train on the, the Chiefs. But if the Chiefs it's, hold them, it ain't happening. You know, it's going to be a stalemate. Like, like John said, though, this is why we watch, though. This is the interesting part of it. Like, the game within the game. The big, big boys in the trenches. Yeah, it's big boys in the trenches. Big, big, the, the, the fatties in the trenches. Yeah, Sorry, exactly. Big, say it. big men slapping meat in fucking trenches. Like, that, that's, <laughs> that is, like that's what it is. But, like, it, it's... And and it's a great point too. Like it's a great matchup against two likely Hall of Fame linemen with two All Pro Pro Bowl freaking defensive linemen. Like this is what you want to see. You want to see that matchup to see who can can best the other, and whoever does is going to go a long way to determining what the outcome of this game is going to be. Like can Jason Kelsey essentially neutralize? Frank Clark and, and Chris Jones, Kinley Johnson also neutralize them. Like it's are are they gonna have to slide over? Are they have to gonna play fucking gap? Like how how are now like it's not just like one on one, it's now how's your slide protection look, how's your gap protect, like are are you double teaming? Like what 
that line is going to be fascinating to watch to see how exactly they they go about taking away the ability for Jones and Clark to just pin it back and and just run and take open shots at Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I agree. I agree too. That's why, um, we, why we're going to watch. And then on the flip side, the flip side is Philly's front four. Like that, that's the, that's the other kind of elephant in the room. You know what I mean? Like, as we have in the rundown, that front four has eight sacks this postseason. They were almost record breaking. They, they were dominant during the regular season. Right. They were three off the pace. They were three off the pace for the, for the NFL record. Um, and There's Hassan no Reddick one out for half yeah, of his, yeah. hey, Hassan Reddick half, half of their sacks. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's pretty. It, it's going to be a good matchup. But we talk, we see that. <clears throat> sorry, the problem is we talked about it before. We're talking about Pacheco and McKinnon. How effective are they going to be if if they're if the, if the, if they're rushing it? Will Philly's going to crush them? But if Philly can mitigate the rush with screens, quick throws. You know, even even like pitch plays and stuff like that. How effective are they going to be? Now, there's a reason why they had 70 sacks all year because if it was that easy to stop them, teams would have just made that adjustment. But right, you know, there's a reason why they had so many that teams did make adjustments and it didn't matter. I'm curious how good Eric Bieniemy is going to be when it comes to matching wits with with Philly and. And their defense. I mean, I am curious. I mean, you kind of said what everybody's thinking. And you kind of said what, like, those in the know and those who have an eye on at coaching gigs and all these off-season interviews, all these, you know, open spots and where people are going to end up and this and that. Like, it's not up or shut up time for Eric Bieniemy. Like, we're going to find out real quick what his fucking worth is. And if he's able to to take what was or what should have been a record-breaking defense and neutralize him in the Eagles, then okay, I'll bite. But if that fucking defense looks just as dominant and is able to get to his quarterback and able to, to make plays to the degree that they've always made, then the enemy is going to look like a fucking fraud. You know what I mean? Like that. that. I agree, and you know, and the problem is too that he's been the hot coordinator. I feel like for like the last six, seven years, and right. at least, yeah, since, since Mahomes has been drafted, which was 2017, so when he started right. in 18, so, so five since years basically, ago, 20, years ago? so basically since 2018, these off season in 2019, the enemy has been on the on the coaching, you know, carousel of of you know being interviewed, at least being interviewed of you know. And, and not talked about as uh, how long, how many times is he not going to get a job before you sit there and go, well, either he's a psychopath or which he is apparently according to some on the inside says they don't like him and he's an ass. Um, I mean, he's uh, just not that good. And it's really Mahomes and Kelsey and it's Andy Reid and it's, you know, and it's the, the, the fact that they basically have had, you know, three wide receivers at any given time that will destroy a team and be the best wide receiver on any team they go on other than Kansas City. Like, you know, I'm interested to see how he uses like Kadarius Tony. You know, I'm interested we, to see how he uses Juju in this game. Did we ever touch on the reason why people say he doesn't get a job? 
Uh, not really. You, but not really what. So, essentially, the reason people say he doesn't get a job is because in his past, Eric the Enemy, while he was a member of the San Diego Chargers, uh, he was arrested for harassing a parking lot attendant, uh, right before a Miami Hurricane and Colorado University game. So, essentially, uh, after the game, during a parking attendant, he intimidated the parking lot attendant and then whipped his penis out and pissed on her in the parking lot. Jesus. Oh. Uh, he also grabbed her by the neck oh. and told her that he could park wherever the fuck he wanted to. Um, you know so, what doesn't yes. work? You know what doesn't work well? That. <laughs> that. Right. So if that's the guy you want to be the leader of young men in your uh, head coaching spot, that shit's probably going to come up. But that that's probably part of why, along with, you know, is it really Pat Mahomes or is it fucking Eric Enemy? Like, I'm sure that's part of it, but I'm sure the I don't want to deal with the PR nightmare of that shit coming out 12 years later. But, like, why? 15 years later. But, like, why? Why, why does he have to be a piece of shit? <laughs> I, I got news for you, buddy. You wait until the Vinny you you wait for the Vinny Testaverde slap some girl on the ass when he was a Jets quarterback or some shit. Well, you well, out didn't Red Favre got that. caught up in that in that what was it? The, oh yeah, the the he texted a picture of his dick to like one of the Jets cheerleaders yeah, or something or yeah, Jet, yeah. the women that worked for the Jets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 was her name Stacy something or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Jen Streger was that her name? That's what it was. Yeah, right. Wow. Good memory. Jen Sturger. Jen Sturger, yes. You got it. But yeah, oh. so... But that's what I'm oh. saying, though, like... It, How the fuck do you remember that? Good job. Uh, photographed memory. If I, if I remembered what I actually needed to remember, I'd be a rich man. <laughs> yeah, no. Like, there, there's a lot of... There's a lot of stupid shit up in the snogging, man. Uh, but, no, like, look. Why does he have to be a piece of shit? Because, sadly, like, in this business... The, shit, the, the shit, good shit guys, do what they do. yeah, the the good guys are few and far between. Like, not not everybody is a like, and he, like here I was going to say like a Russell Wilson. Like, not everybody can be a fucking nerd like Russell Wilson. But like, <laughs> I'm sure that even Russell Wilson probably has fucking skeletons in his closet. Like, I'm sure if I looked up like Russell Wilson, like arrest or Russell Wilson, like misdemeanor, I'd probably find some shit. I'm, so sure, I'm sure he did some shit at NC State, at, you know, or whatever. You know what? Fuck it. Uh, no, I, I doubt it, actually. I'm no, sure he is. He doesn't have any, because he went through the whole interview process for the draft and all that stuff. Like, it, he's just a loser. And quarterbacks get more scrutiny, too. Like, Yeah, no, it's... Yeah, no. I mean, right. I, I, looked up, I looked up Russell Wilson arrest, and... The first result is Russell Wilson needs to be arrested for stealing two hundred fifty three million dollars. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so that's, that's what so it's that's that. great. There's that's that. so great. People are great. Oh, what There's do you think that. here? What, bottom line here, who wins this game? Uh, uh, yeah, I know. I still don't know about it. 
Yeah, we talked about it for so long, and we went through all the keys and all the shit. And well, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm glad we didn't talk about it last week because it just would have been like pounding more sand into the, you know, it no, just would have been I, terrible. I, I absolutely agree with you, but like, am I any closer now? Thursday night at ten thirty to give you a score than I was last week. Probably not. No, not a score. I. My listen. My brain says Philly. My heart says Kansas City. Like I know my dad is gonna come over on fucking Sunday night. He's gonna bring fucking wings and empanadas. <laughs> I oh. know that. Oh, I'm like yeah. Oh. So like so wings. You, empan- you didn't tell me empanadas were part of this deal. Oh, empanadas, pandabonos. Uh, oh, pandabonos. Oh, yeah. Um, it, uh, it's, oh. it's, it's gonna be a thing. Listen, for those of you that don't know out there, for, for, for those of you who are uninitiated in the ways of, of Spanish <laughs> who are, culture. Who are Hispanically challenged, yes. Who are Hispanically challenged, as, as Kevin would like to say. Um, as, as, a, as a white man who is growing up Italian and, uh, eat, eat panda bonos are, are crack. They are one of the best things on the planet to eat. And, um, if you don't know what they are, you should look them up and you should find the nearest bakery that the people there only speak Spanish and f- just find out, translate, go on Google Translate and learn how to say may I please have a dozen pandabonos and just go buy them and walk out and enjoy yeah, the rest of your day because it, it will is, be the best day you've ever had. The, the best way I could describe it is if you've ever gone to like a Tejas de Brazil or a Fogo de Chao and you've had the the pao de quejo or the cheese bread, it is a cheesier, more gooey version better. of that cheese bread. It's better. So yeah, like that. That is that is a thing now. Um, anywho, but sorry, sorry anywho, again, sidetracked. Um, sidetracked. But I know trying my to keep da- us on. I know my dad's gonna bring the shit ton of food. He's gonna sit down. Uh, my father-in-law, who's a Dallas Cowboy fan, is gonna stop by. They're both gonna sit down. My dad. Who, for whatever reason, loved Randall fucking Cunningham. Don't. For whatever reason, when he first came to this country, the first fucking NFL game he saw was Randall Cunningham on Monday Night Football. And. So it's not a bad way to be initiated. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was his dude. So That's I know cool. the, so I know that Randall, like, he's gonna be sitting here rooting for the Eagles. I know that my father-in-law, is going to be shitting on him because he's a Dallas fan. Um, and I mean, it goes without saying, but whatever. Yeah, it, it goes without saying. And I know ultimately my dad's probably going to walk out of here content because they're going to win the Super Bowl. Again. Ultimately, I think you're, you're, I wouldn't say 37, 34. That's too fucking on the nose. Like that, that's, there's no way. Like, Again, like no, that's the reason agreed. why those bets are plus ten thousand yeah. or more. Like, like if if, if that hits, yeah, we're all gonna. I I give Artie permission to fucking record video record the next one because we're all gonna be wearing tinfoil hats that day. Of course, yeah, no, I, I agree. No, I yeah, agree. No doubt, no doubt. Um, but no, like I I think that the score you threw out earlier, if everything plays out right. Is a distinct possibility, like like a thirty seven twenty one, thirty seven fourteen. I could see that a thirty one fourteen. Yeah, I was gonna say 21. like a th- tw- thir- like twenty eight fourteen, thirty one fourteen. 
3117, somewhere in that I neighborhood. Could that. I could I see, could see that. that. I could see that kind of score in that, in that neighborhood. Um, like a two to a two and a half touchdown, you know, kind of game. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, I, I don't see three. Eight. I don't see three. I think to each offense is too good to be, to be kept out of the game. And, and at that point, like, I think they'll just throw, both teams will throw it over the yard. And unless injuries happen, which, you know, that derails everything we say thus far. Um, other than that injuries happen, uh, you know, I think these teams are not, yeah, not going to be that far apart. I think 19, your 19 and a half, uh, you know, spread bet is. Oh, no, it's wasted how- money. It's, no, it's wasted money, but it's, it's just one of those things where they've been blowing everybody out. They've been blowing everybody out. And w- there's no reason for me to say why, why they can't still do this, especially if they keep their, what they've been doing going. They've been running the hell out of the ball. If Great, they score yeah. every, if they I score mean, every time they go down there, they're going to win by twenty, twenty-one points. And Kansas like, City is not like a formidable defense that's going to stop them. No, if they're not. Sim- and you're right. Simple, simple math dictates every running play takes anywhere from fifteen to twenty seconds off the clock. If you do that forty to forty-five times a game, you tell me where we're at. As far as time possession, yeah, like, the time if if Eagles win time of possession more than like if they're if they're at cl- anywhere close to thirty eight thirty nine minutes time of possession in this game, they're gonna win. Like it's yeah, that's that's, that's the that's long and exactly short of it. Point. Like that that's either gonna be an indication of that like it's or the the reason why in in one way or the other why they win the game is that they ball controlled, and so you know. And that could be that Kansas City just never got on. And okay, whatever. Who, whatever was the reason that they controlled the ball. But that's going to be basically the time. If the time of possession is as thirty-five minutes or less for Philadelphia, Kansas City is is in the game where they win. You know, there it's a, it's yeah, an overtime game. I agree where they with that. Win. I agree with that. And again, like it's going to sound stupid and and obvious, I guess. But keep it clean. Keep it clean. If you're going to yes. run third 40 fucking times, don't fucking fumble the ball. Don't put yourself in the positions to throw into double coverage or triple coverage and fucking throw interceptions. Like, hang on to the ball. Keep the 30, 40 times that you run the ball. Keep it clean. Go down with the ball. Control the ball. Secure it. And you'll probably win that game. Like, turnover battle is going to be crucial. And then whoever punts more is probably going to fucking lose. Like, uh, granted, I know that sounds stupid, and it's it's on the same level of the first play of the game is a kickoff, but fine. Like, no, but it's no, but what I'm, what you're saying is though, if you're if your drives are coming up empty, you know, if you're only right. making five plays a drive and you're punting, you know, at your from your 45, you're not going to win. No, that's right. not. No, that is not uh, mind bending analysis. No, that is not a hot take. It's just a fact. If you have three and four play drives and you're three and out most of them, you're not going to win. Right. Like, and if, you have to have if, sustained drives. Right. And if you're, you're, I guess you're, you know, your average field position or starting field position is a 30, 35, you're not going to win that fucking game. Like, that's not going to, that's not going to work if, if you're, you know, if you're the Chiefs. Like, it's just I might not- actually be, t- I might actually, so this way when we talk about it the following week, I might actually like take notes. Like, and depending on how the game goes, like if it's a blowout one way or the other, who gives a shit? But like, if it's a close game and if it's a tight game, I'm really going to be paying attention on like 
defensive alignments, play selection. Yeah, yeah for sure. I'm right. really gonna be. I'm really gonna be. You gotta watch cold. the all twenty-two. <laughs> you know, it wouldn't. You I know, mean, honestly, you might as well. You might as coming well coming into the honestly. podcast to talk about the podcast. It might not be the worst thing in the world to watch the all twenty-two. It might be worth the extra five bucks on NFL Plus or whatever it is to get the all twenty-two. It really yeah. wouldn't. It really might be. No, I, I for, don't disagree. For, I don't disagree. For the sake of the podcast, I, yeah, I, I'm absolutely considering it. I'm considering sure, not to watch the whole game, but like, say there's a game breaking play where a guy gets wide open, and you're like, how the fuck was he this wide open? And you'd be like, no, oh well, you know, they they brought this down. They, you know, he thought he had help. Whatever, whatever the reason. I'm I'm legitimately considering watching the game Sunday like normal with commercials and all the bullshit and all the pageantry. And then Monday or Tuesday, rewatching it with the all twenty-two, and then just fucking yeah. going for. I players. love. I love watching. I've watched the all twenty-two a couple of times in my life on on important games, and usually it was a Jets game, and it was like this is what. No, these but it's fascinating. It's actually it's really fun. Here are the five plays. I always try to pick like where are the five or six plays why they lost the game, like where they blew it. And it's like, it's right. always a third and seven, third and ten. You know, it's, it's you know, it, obviously there's penalties and stuff, but it's always like, this guy blew coverage here. You you could tell that they were trying to do bracket coverage or some kind of shell, you know, four cross on the defense in the back with two safeties and two corners and somebody fucking blew the assignment and, you know, they threw a 50-yard bomb down, you know, a post route. Like, you could just see it and you're like, oh, he fucked up and thought there was help and there wasn't help and Boom! There you go. They the guy was open for a thirty-seven yard completion down the middle. Like that's that's li- it's mental mistakes on defense nine times out of ten because these guys are all really good athletes. Like yeah, there's better some that are better than others for sure. But eighty percent of the time, the worst corner, the worst starting cornerback in the NFL is going to cover the best wide receiver seventy to eighty percent of the time. Is going to still cover them. It's the mental mistakes, oh, yeah. and there is the physical aspect of it too. Like, so right. it's the it's in a game like this, it's all mental mistakes. That's all it is. So we'll notice if we watch it. We'll see. So I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure during the game, even without the all twenty two, we're going to be able to pick out. Fuck, that was it. You know what I mean? Like, we're going to be able to like, like I'm taking. I'm taking to, to piggyback on John's betting. Start strategy. I'm not. I'm going to take the uh, the alternate spread of minus nine and a half for the Eagles on this game because that's not a blowout, but like that's a plus two eighty bet. Like that's that's good. That's that's of good value. That's you solid. Know? Actually, yeah. that's like that's a, it's a, to me that's a good value because you know that's a touchdown and a field goal, and that's like that's not a bad win, but like that's you know I don't know. That seems like the margin of victory in this game to me feels like ten is what it would be like. Because I think no team is going to, 10 or 14, so somewhere in that range. I don't think it's going to be a field goal. I think one team is going to wrestle control in the fourth quarter and it's going to be a two, t- two score lead, but it's going to be like one way or the other. I just don't, I genuinely, to answer John's question from, I don't know, 10 minutes ago, I, I don't know who I have in this game. I, I'm, you said your heart has the Kansas City, but your head has Philly. I, I tend to agree with that. I, I think that, Kansas City has had the easier. No, let me back up. I don't think Kansas City has had the easier road. Philly's had the easier route. Philly has had the easier route. So their wins look more impressive than Kansas City's grinding it out. 
the NFC is, has been trash this year. Like, you know, and I think if it wasn't for San Francisco and Brock Purdy going down, I think that would have been a much better game. But I still think Philly, game. But Philadelphia, Philly would have won the game. I if think it's pretty Philly's clear. probably winning that game no matter what. Right. So, so I think, but I think there's, there's, I think the, the Bengals, the Bills, and I think the Bengals and the Bills are better than the San Francisco 49ers on a neutral field, probably, or equal to. Probably. And so, probably, even with Brock Birdie, like, I think slight, like, not huge favorites, but definitely, like, better teams. So, I think ultimately the AFC was the tougher road for, for Kansas City. And, I think that their people are undervaluing their the fact that they came out on top, so to speak, from the AFC. Like they 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 were the left on the the mountain at the top of the mountain. So, what does that mean in terms of how? Like, what, I don't know. And their experience in the Super Bowl, I don't know. I think if it's a close game, I'm taking Kansas City. But if it starts to be a blowout, it's only going to be it's only going to be Philadelphia. Like, right, which is why Kansas City is not blowing out Philadelphia. No. No, the, the the spread is one and a half for a reason. I think if Kansas City wins, it's on a field goal or, you know, it's a four-point game. Right. You know, they, they score. less than a touchdown. Right. They're down three. They drive down the field, score the touchdown, and either hold off or use all the clock to, to score that touchdown. And that's right. it. So that's, or, that's or where it's I It's an overtime game. Like, honestly, right. like, I don't see Kansas City blowing out Philadelphia. No. I see Philadelphia winning by anywhere from – Three to twenty, twenty-three. Like right. you know, like it's though any of those are possible. Um, yeah. So I, 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 if that's an answer, that's an answer. I guess I don't know. Cool. So there you have it, folks. That's our uh, enjoy the game. Our, yeah, enjoy the game. Have fun. Uh, bet responsibly. Bet and yeah, drink bet, responsibly. Bet, bet, yeah, do all that responsibly. You're not. You're not here to. You're not trying to make money. Well, you are, but you're not trying to pay your mortgage off. Just do the right thing. Stay, stay out of the uh, the five thousand plus odds. Yeah, just bet within your means. Do, do do the responsible thing. Don't don't bet what you're not willing to lose. How about that? Yeah, this is all entertainment. It's just for fun. You're supposed to that, do that for true. it's for fun. True. Uh, so there is some NFL housekeeping. Uh, we'll get into that if you'd like. Yeah, um, I know I wrote all that down, and there's other stuff, too. Uh, Brian Dable won Coach of the Year, and this is more local for us. Brian Dable won Coach of the Year, and Sauce Gardner, and Miles uh, Garrett, and um, Garrett, oh Wilson. God, Garrett, Wilson. Garrett, Garrett Wilson won Offensive and Defensive uh, Rookies of the Year. So congrats that to is- everybody in New York. Yeah, no. Uh, Just, Justin Jefferson was Offensive Player of the Year. Expected, right? Which means who's the MVP? <laughs> Probably hurts. Yeah. Probably hurts, depending on who wins the Super Bowl. Yes. No, it's announced before. No, it's it's announced, oh, it's announced now. Before it's today, yeah, it's tonight. Oh wow, the NFL okay. Honors is tonight. Yeah, I did not know that. Okay. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So we're that's coming. That's coming live. <laughs> oh hey, we're doing it live. Yeah, Geno Smith was comeback player of the year. Which that not surprised whatsoever about that. Not surprised. That that's a Nick, big story. That's Nick nice Bosa. Story. Nick Bosa was defensive player of the year, and it wasn't close. Yep. He got almost all the first place votes. I was just looking at that. Um, yeah. FedEx Aaron Ground players of the year: Joe Burrow and Josh Jacobs. That makes sense. Hmm. 
Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. Housekeeping. Housekeeping. Do it. So right off the top, I had to put this in here because no matter what sport you watch, whether it's baseball, hockey, basketball, football, it doesn't matter. There's one thing or any fan could come to the round table and agree upon is that the officiating is garbage. <laughs> True that. In just about every league. So this is directly from Roger Goodell's mouth. Like, you know, every year that every year at the Super Bowl they do the, you know, state of the league, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So he gets up in front of the microphone and says, This is why you owe me forty five million dollars a year. Okay. Oh, wonderful. <clears throat> I mean, listen, he's there to make the owners money, and as long as they're making money, he'll make money, and blah, blah, blah. That's you true. know how that goes. That's true. All right, so this is from ESPN. So despite several high-profile officiating controversies, like we saw the fifth down play in the uh, AFC Championship game, um, Roger Goodell said this, basically. Quote, I don't think it's ever been better in the league. Referring to the officiating, there are forty-two thousand. There are over forty-two thousand plays in a season. Multiple infractions could occur in any play. Obviously, we we know that. Take take out an extra or extrapolate that. That's hundreds, if not millions, of potential fouls. And our officials do an extraordinary job. Extraordinary job of getting those. Are there mistakes? Of course, uh, no one's perfect, and the officiating will never be. Yes, we are willing to accept as fans that the officiating will never be perfect. Yes, we are willing to accept that calls will be missed. Yes, we are. We understand that you could call holding on probably every play in the NFL. Right. However, <laughs> there however, should be a fifth down in the, a fucking AFC. There are certain things when it comes to the officiating where there's just gross inconsistencies. Like, why in the playoffs do we separate the crews that work together? Grade the crews as a whole. If you know, don't tell me that you know whoever the referee is, his you know line judge gets an A on the season, so he gets to go to the playoffs. No, judge the crews as a whole, and then that whole crew goes to because when you're working together, you know who's got what tendencies and what they're looking for. Like you work as a team. Why are we separating these guys? That's my biggest thing with this. Oh, I've always had a problem with that. That makes no sense. I always thought it was dumb. To be honest with it's you, not it's like, like it's not like it's in baseball where you have umpires that, yeah, they're a crew, but there's not a lot of one umpire calling balls and strikes correctly has nothing to do with another umpire calling balls and strikes. Actually. No, granted, like, like like Joe West behind the plate is not going to make me fucking like. I don't know. No, but but those guys work as a crew, and throughout the series, they rotate their jobs. So the same guy, so like, you know, but they will work together. My my problem with this is you can't just say it's never been better. There are some brutal calls out there. Yeah, it's like it's... Especially when it comes to the roughing the passer calls, like... Some of these guys, you can't even breathe near these guys. I know. Like, it's it's absurd. But, the, I mean, the question has always been for stuff like that. Is that the is that the rules being too complicated for the refs to really actually accurately and effectively call? How much, See, I've, always thought, rule- I've always thought some of these rules, especially like roughing the passer, the quarterback protection rules, pass interference, like what is a catch up until a couple of years ago? Like, I think 
you're asking refs you at that point with those particular calls you were asking refs to do a little bit too much and it was bound to be inconsistently applied because it's the you're getting too nitpicky and too there is just too much subjectivity involved in that so then okay and i agree with you that there's a lot to look at and you're asking these guys to make split decisions in you know you know literally two seconds or a half a second or whatever and i get all that but on but every defensive penalty is an automatic first down, which is backbreaking. So if you're going to have a roughing the passer, at least can we, if it's question, like, listen, if the guy releases the ball and it's five seconds after the ball's gone and he gets lit up, of course, right. obviously. Right. But if, if it's close, like where I, I forget what it was. I think it was was it Burrow that no I forget what the quarterback was. The guy hit the guy, but the ball was still in his grasp, and they called roughing the passer. Okay. You're telling me we can't have review come down like and say like, listen, I don't know about that one. The ball was still in his hands. That's yeah, not roughing like, the passer. We we have the guy in the booth, and we have the eye in the sky, and we have the. People. They have that expedited review anyway, and you saw it being used. Why can't we use it with that? They do it in college for targeting. I know. Where the, where the know. kid can get thrown out of the game, they right. go to the review for targeting. We can't do that for roughing the passer. Yeah, I, I understand. We can't do that for every play, but you're telling me that on a, again, it's a 15 yard penalty and a first down. That is backbreaking, especially if it's on third or fourth down. Yeah, no, it's it is. I think it's ridiculous. I think there's there's a million ways to make it so that the NFL officials on the field are only that they that they're going to be insulated from making calls poorly that they that they shouldn't be able to make because it's moving too fast. And we have the technology, we have the replay technology. Why don't we fucking use it? Like, why do we and play we still this? Don't game? have a camera angle that shoots straight down the goal line. Like how is that even possible? I know you. It's a like mm. just hang a wire camera that goes straight down the goal line in every stadium. Like we have the freaking eye in the sky that broke in that Jets game in the middle of the season. <laughs> right, you have the Robo Cam that that does the Madden view. You have the pylon cams. You have your first down cameras. You have all I mean, these cameras. You can't you can't tell me you can't set up a camera on the goal line at both ends that shoots straight down the line. I mean, you know who who did that and who was ahead of the curve? Probably the XFL. XFL. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, that's where the RoboCam came from. Yep, exactly. They were 15 years ahead of the game of everybody else. And if yeah, because it was all about fucking rapist. And also, a, a, you know, a drug addict. and Well, uh, whatever. If he wasn't a lot of things, but yeah, like... But, but be, no, the, the technology I exists. I, if I can have, if they can show me that you know a guy can run twenty-seven miles an hour or whatever, if, you know Tyreek Hill can can accelerate up to twenty-one miles an hour on a seventy-yard touchdown run. We can have a then camera shooting you? down the goal line. I know, right? If we can have a camera in the fucking pylon, we can have exactly. A camera That's my point. Like you're telling me, we can't we can't make this work. No, we can. It's just money. It's just money, and you know they don't care, and they they like the drama. You know that's the thing is that look, you know they like they. I think there's an element that they're like, you know what, we like that people talk about the officiating. It's more eyeballs. 
it's more controversial. Well, I, I get it, but you know what, though? You, oh, wow. Breaking news. Patrick Uh-oh. Mahomes, MVP. Oh, okay. So there you go. Supplies, Anyways, supplies. moving on. Um, oh, the, yeah. the, uh, the, whatchamacallit, the, uh, the, uh, Hall of Famers are out. Oh, uh, the, did they announce it? Yeah, they did. Uh, Rondé Barber. Okay. Makes sense. Don Coriel from the, uh, Air Coriel, yep. Yeah, Coriel, sorry. Uh, Chuck Howley. Chuck Haley. No, Howley. Oh, Howley. it is Howley? Yeah. Yep. Joe Klecko. Okay. Yes. Oh, uh, these were the, those were the, those were the, uh, like the old, Veterans Committee. Yeah. Yeah, the Veterans Committee. Uh, Darrell Revis gets in. Eh, rightfully so. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Uh, Joe Thomas? Yes. You okay. Uh, Demarcus Ware? Mm-hmm. And yeah. Zach Thomas? Demarcus Ware has been out of the league for five years already? Yeah. Wow. I, I don't have an issue with any of those. No, they're all, they're all good. I think Klecko is a way overdue, but that's, I'm, I'm a Jets fan. I'm biased. No, I mean, I'm happy for, I'm happy for my boy over there, uh, Zach Thomas. That's, that's overdue. He should have gotten in, but. Yeah, no, I, 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 looking I, at this I list, don't I don't have any issues. No, like, I mean, the only one that you can make an argument there is Rondé Barber, but even then, Rondé Barber was a solid corner for a lot of years, so. That's, yeah, that's I, right I, I, I can't, I don't have, there. here's the thing, when it comes to, and this is like, this give me a weird analogy, but you'll understand what I'm saying, because we're all married. I don't have a strong enough opinion the other way to make an argument. So when it, it's like when we want to decide where to eat, like, where do you want? I want pizza. What do you think? I really don't care. Well, give me an answer. No, my my opinion isn't strong enough to muster up an opinion. I'm o- I'm okay enough with that that I right. deal with it. So like, that's, and, and that's choice. what I try and, and that's what I try and explain. I, I just want to eat. I don't have. Right, I go, I don't have. I, my opinion one way or the other isn't strong enough to sway it one way or the other. So if that just shows up at the door, hey, guess what we're having? Pizza. Like right, like. I, I really don't give a shit. I just want to eat something. It could be pizza. Right. So if taco you, you want to tell me Rondé Barber's a Hall of Famer? Okay. I don't have an opinion strong enough otherwise because one, I don't have all the facts, and two, I I could I could see it. Right. He was on a yeah, dominant like, defense in the Super Bowl. He played a, po- a part in that Super Bowl. Go for it. Great. Have a great time. Yeah. Whoever's running uh, the uh, Jets Twitter page, mild, mildly clever tweet. I don't hate it. It's, huh, uh, jet sweep. Nice. Jet sweep. That's cute. That's cute. That's cute. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll take it. No, it's good. Good for uh, them. So, more housekeeping. Uh, diversity and hiring is a topic again. Yes. Yeah. D'Amico yeah. yeah. Ryans was hired as the head coach in Houston, and Rand Carthon was the GM, hired as GM in Tennessee. Um, Good all sees that as good progress, but there's more work to be done. You know. I mean he said he was pleased with the NFL's accelerator program. Uh right. but uh you tell me how many uh <laughs> black or people of color are actually head coaches in the NFL right now. 
well, they fired uh, Lovey Smith. Right. Then they replaced him with D'Amico Ryans. Um, who, who, did, uh, who did San Francisco replace for defensive coordinator? With Who did they replace him with? Was it Steve Wilkes? Yeah, it was Steve Wilkes. I have that somewhere. Yeah, they put Steve Wilkes. Who did I so just? I was, was it Aaron? No, oh, Aaron no. Glenn. Yeah, yeah, no. So, so is it four? Maybe. It's. I want to say it's uh, Mike Tomlin. Mm-hmm. Carson, right? D'Amico Ryan's. Mm-hmm. Who's uh, Todd Bowles? Yes, Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles, that would be three. I think that's... That's it. Uh, that That's all yep. I can name. That's it. And one's a GM, so you don't even see him on the field. Right, that's what I'm saying. So, four people of color uh, throughout the whole interview. There's work to be done. There's, there's work to be done, definitely. Sure. Um, uh, it's, it's troubling. You know what I mean? Um, my, my point of contention is, is, uh, Ron Carson, uh, only first met Titans ownership in December. So, right. guy who has been <laughs> essentially helping formulate these, uh, 49ers teams and these defenses and, and making all these, moves to essentially better that team for years now and he was only on your radar as far as December. Did you did you yeah. hear about did you hear about Charlie Strong by the way, Kevin? Or both Oh of you? Lord, what did what did Charlie Charlie Strong, Charlie Strong left Miami, University of Miami, because he was snubbed by because he was basically co defensive coordinator. And linebackers yep, coach. Just saw it. Just saw it. God so he it. was. He, so I think they hired who was it, Lance Gidry was just hired to be the defensive coordinator. Yeah. And Charlie yes, Strong just, is in there going, "What the fuck? I've been here. Like I play. I paid my dues. Like I'm out." And he left. Is, he quit. You just quit. Like today. Yes. You just quit. So uh, did I? Don't know if you saw what I sent you a couple of days ago. Yes. Yeah, so so I did hear about this. I sent you a. We're the only team that would go out. And hire two fucking coordinators. We not only did we hire two coordinators, we hired Mario Cristobal. We paid Oregon five point six million dollars as the buyout to bring Mario Cristobal. Then we paid for Josh Gaddis. We paid his buyout from the University of Michigan. We paid for Charlie Strong. And now a year in, none of the three are fucking, well, the only one left is Cristobal, but the two coordinators are gone. And now we have to pay their buyouts again. Miami Hurricane football, but. but look, look at all that money those boosters are throwing away. Well, John Ruiz seemingly had fucking $13 million to throw at a high school kid to get him to flip from fucking, uh, Florida. So, the the money's there. The money's there, guys. Like, I don't know what to tell you. There are days that I'm like, what a waste. What a waste of money. Like, <sighs> I, I'm also the opinion we shouldn't be throwing fucking 
nine to thirteen million dollars at a fucking eighteen year old kid who hasn't suited up yet. But yeah, there's a lot of that, kids that, making that, a lot me, of though. There's a lot of kids making several mil, like a few, a cool few million dollars in a couple of years playing college basketball and college football in this country. Well, fucking like kid who's going to uh, Tennessee next year, Nico Imaliva. I'm Oliva is making eight point five million dollars before he even takes the fucking field. That like, is that's nuts. absurd. That's insane. So like this I don't know, man. Like I get the grab the bag when you get a chance, like because what if he has a devastating yeah, I'm not, injury? I'm not mad at I'm not, not mad, mad at kid. kid. He's doing the right thing, but it's just such a fucking twisted system we have. It really is. But nothing you could do. It is what it is, man. Jumping back to the NFL, I believe that uh, the Pro Bowl, seemingly, according to Goodell, was a the same. Yeah, he's, Did he's you hear apparently that pitch. Russell Wilson was the one that, that pitched the idea for flag football? Oh, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> I don't even care if it's true or not. Shut up. <laughs> Fuck uh, <laughs> Sometimes, Artie, you fucking you nail it with fucking... Sometimes you just you just hit it fucking flush. Yeah, oh, that was one. I just I don't. Uh, who gives a fuck about Russell Wilson? Sorry, he, he would be. I just, he would be the guy. He would be it. the fucking asshole. Anyway, and and, oh, and we all, and we it's all real. had orange and we all had orange slices at fucking halftime. This motherfucker. <laughs> honestly, honestly, this is probably the way they should have went. I, I prom, I, I hope you took the under bet on me of watching three and a half minutes of total coverage, and I watched zero of it. <laughs> I so, watched zero as well. I didn't watch any of it. I, I saw like. I hope you all bet the under on that one. I so saw, half, uh, so like literally, literally, I for a half a second in my head, I went, oh, I wonder if the Pro Bowl's on. Eh, I don't give a shit. Like the only thing I saw of this Pro Bowl was. Of course, Tyreek Hill getting lit up by Jalen Ramsey, and that was a thirty-second clip. Yeah, so yeah, I saw the clip of that. Oh, I saw the clip of um after the fact. What did I see? It was um, oh my god, come on, what's his face? Jacksonville Jaguars quarterback. Oh, Trevor Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence throwing a bomb is all I saw on SportsCenter yesterday morning. I heard the other morning for five seconds, and that was it. That's really it, though. Like that was it. I saw Tyreek getting lit up. And I saw more highlights of Peyton and Eli on the sideline than actual gameplay. Yeah, I, that's a, a, exhibit A of why I didn't need to watch any of it because we're just going to be, as much as I am a Giants fan, it's going to be a Peyton and Eli love fest, and I don't need it. Yeah, no, like mm-hmm. uh, they're really shoving the Peyton and Eli thing down our, down our throats, the NFL, and like I love them, but like enough. Like we we get yeah. to fucking see them every goddamn Monday night in the regular season. Like they're they're it's a little much with the you know like I you're, you're sucking the dick of like two guys who are both retired now, and you like you're kind of living in the past a little bit too much. You know, right. like let's let's let them go out to pasture a little bit more, okay? Like well, let's. I agree. Seemingly, seemingly, uh, Goodell came out and said that flag football is a priority for the NFL. And that they're not yeah, going back. They're not they going back have, to football. Well, they have like flag like football youth leagues and stuff like that. They so do. yeah, they're probably developing a program with that, and all, and that's great. But listen, the Pro Bowl never looked like football anyway, and it was just ugh, like 
You're just hoping no one got hurt. It was almost like another preseason game. Well, I mean, now you, now you, theoretically, you can't well, guarantee that. They can now. still tear an ACL. No, I know, but still, like, I don't know, whatever. But yeah, I mean, you would hope that nobody tears. A, I would hope that nobody. It's possible. Incredible. Anything's possible. Anything's, I could fucking tear my ACL walking up to bed tonight. Please don't. But, Please uh, don't. Yeah. <laughs> please, <laughs> please, uh, you know, warm up before you do that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Please warm up. Please, please warm up before going to sleep. Yes, please. This is the one thing. This is actually one thing I hope that does come to fruition is an expansion of the flex. Yes, I saw that. That I hope they flex more. Thursday he said that he, ball. you know, this is to quote Goodell saying he wouldn't be surprised if the flex scheduling is introduced to the prime games, the Thursday night games. Yeah. Aww. Because sometimes those games are just dog shit. Oh, so we're not going to get a, a, a terrible fucking Denver Broncos game where. Problem with like that is, though, you probably have to give those teams at least two weeks notice. Yeah. Like, and so, like, what are you going to do? You're not going to flex anything for the first four weeks. Like, you're not no. going to do flex, so they would only. What would it only be post Thanksgiving flex, like they do on Sunday Night Football? Probably. Yeah. They only really flex games towards the end of the years with playoff implications yeah, to like, get them into prime right. time. Yeah, but no. But that's the thing. No fucking team is going to sit there and go, "Sure, flex me into Thursday night." No, they don't have. They don't have an option. Yeah, but that's they, that's yeah, but they're going to be pissed choice. about that. It's it's one thing to go from a one o'clock game to an eight thirty game on the same day. They're going to be pissed that they're going to lose fucking practice time. Well, this for is why playoff implication games. Like, have ah, to give no, them. No. This is why I'd say you'd have to give them at least two weeks' notice. You uh, can't just say. You I, I understand. Say, you have to, but I don't think. I don't even think that would be good enough. Because no, what if I, they already had a Thursday night game? You want them to play two in a I season? That, well, I like, think that would none of that. Make, it doesn't would, make sense. I think that would come into consideration. I don't think that the league would be that fucking masochistic. Or, if they're going to flex them, they also have the Monday and Sunday night option. Honestly, I could see it being flexed, and I could see them flexing a team if they had one later in the season. So, say, uh, you have a Thursday night game week 10, or week, you know, week let's say week 8, week 10, and the flexes for week eight, I could see you absolutely flexing men and seeing being like, take it this week and then the following week or when you did have it scheduled, just play a Sunday game. Like I could see that. If, like, if you're gonna like if you're like, gonna be on schedule anyway, I could see that. Like, did you, like, up a like the Giants this year, they played the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. Well, let's pretend it was just a regular Thursday night game. If the Giants were dog shit and they could have, like they were predicted to be this year, and they could have flexed them out of Thursday night, they probably would have. True. True. They probably would have. Yeah. And I'm not, and I, I agree with you. I think if you already played a Thursday night game or if you have a Thursday night game on your schedule, you shouldn't be you shouldn't be forced to play a Doesn't second one. Every team play a Thursday night game now. No, I don't think no, so. I thought they only, well. I think they used to. It's only like half now. But listen, uh, this was the, this year they didn't do the bye weeks after the London trips. Usually, the teams that go to London oh, would right. go on bye weeks. They didn't. They didn't do that this year. The Giants played the very next week. Yeah, they. Well, they luckily, to the East Coast teams, it's not that big of a deal because it's. It's a four and a half, five yeah. hour flight to London. It's not. It's less than flying to to California. Like well, it's not. 
it's still yeah. big of a deal. But well, they almost lost a fucking punter because his fucking passport was expired. So, you know, that's great. Right. True. So I guess it, it does matter. I don't know. Um, uh, this one's a little concerning, but this is like, I, I don't know. This is like one as, of the, where they as, get into like dolphin, testing like COVID. Like, as a Dolphins fan, it's concerning. Well, the hit, well, I think two accounted for like 49 of them, but. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> well, well, so what we're talking about is, uh, what do you call it? Concussions rose 18% from last year, but he said, but Goodell said that's only because there's a broader uh, definition of the injury now. Mm-hmm. So it, like I said, with COVID testing, it's like, oh, well, if you test more, you're going to find more, which is a stupid statement to make, but it does make sense. If you te- if you it's test more, plausi- for it's plausible deniability is what it is. Right, and so they're going to look on how to improve helmets, even though helmets don't stop concussions. Um, and half the, seems- half the players still don't wear the fucking three generation ago helmets. And mm-hmm. you know, but he did, but he did say that injuries were down about five point six percent. So take that with what you. I'm meant. more concerned yeah, about the that teams that have the, the type of turf that's causing. You know, well, a lot of teams now are, are moving. A lot of teams are moving to this like field turf now that is more like right. natural grass, because you are right. The artificial turf, if it's you're calling, it's stuck. You're done. You're done. Sure, it's eaten more ACLs than God knows what to do with it. Like it, yeah, you have to at this point. Uh, the commander's investigation and sale is is up there. Yeah, this is, so this is, there's the, the, there's allegations against Dan Snyder, the owner of the commanders, um, for sexual misconduct. Um, yep. Mary Jo White, I think U.S. attorney, I think, something like that. Correct. Um, uh, there's, so. there's no timeline, they said, for, so that she's just doing her thing. And if he's found guilty, they might force him to sell the team, but there's no news on that. And, there's no, and basically this is with any team that if a team decides to sell, the league only gets involved when it's time to approve the new owners. So Got it. there's really so no, take, yeah, it could, it could take forever and a day from here on out. See, the, the problem with that is see, the reason why that's the reason why that made news is because one person asked that at the end because otherwise he probably wouldn't have said anything. Yeah, but it, it wouldn't have been a, because it's because literally that's we have no news. <laughs> like so, why right. would I say? I just I can't believe it's taking this long. That's the only thing that I would say from a from an investigatory standpoint, from a criminal prosecution. Yeah. If it was a criminal prosecution, like this is kind of insane. But well, I'm just curious. Like I'm sure they're but they're waiting. They're waiting for the Super Bowl to be over. They're waiting to get sure. the season. This is going to be sure. a fucking March 10th kind of story. You know where it's, and then yeah. the draft is going to come in, and the the senior, like the senior, de- the not the senior, well, the um, the combine, like, is going to sweep this under the rug when they get to the combine. Like everything else about this case so far, like everything about this case. Yeah, well, 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 you know, Dan Snyder, money talks. Shit, shit right? They were they they always ha- it always seems the bad news about the NFL always gets released in like the off season or when there's nothing going on. Right, you know, or or when there's enough to, or when there's enough to distract, up. there's enough to right. distract, right? Like they'll release this like a week before the draft, and then it's like, well, the draft is here, so uh, who are the Bears picking? 
Right. You know. Or who are the bears trading with or whatever. Right, exactly. Um, there's that, and then, uh, the... This is a little upsetting to me. Right before we went on, right <laughs> before, what, what, about an hour before we went on, you pointed this out? Tom Pelissero, yeah. NFL Network. Yeah. So, the Raiders have, and the Saints have a framework of a trade for Derek Carr, so that allows him to talk to the Saints about a contract. Right, exactly. Like, with so, the framework being done, he wouldn't even be allowed to talk to Right. So that yeah. So that yeah. So for those who don't know, if a team wants to talk to a quarterback that's under contract or with another team, the teams have to agree on a trade. Then the quarterback could talk to the team he's going to to work out a deal. Mm-hmm. But he has a full no trade with the Raiders, so he can control the trade no matter what, and it has to ha- whether a trade happens before next Tuesday at four. Or by right. four. So ultimately, it's final say, no matter what. Right. But because, but because they have a tentative deal worked out for compensation, Derek Carr could talk to the Saints about a contract extension without it being tampering. Right. Do I think he goes there? Yes. If they worked out a deal, that means they're willing to give him an extension. Right. Like, you don't work out a deal and be like, you know what, this ain't going to work. I mean, or, or they're going to go in and they're on low ball. You're you're also playing though in two, like you said, two domes and nice weather, and the other two opponents in 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 division. Like, and it's, it's not a bad, bad it's not a bad and landing it's a, spot. And it's a <laughs> no, bad the, division. The Bucks are now the Bucks are now vulnerable because they lost their quarterback. Um, what do you call it? Panthers are um, gettable still. Panthers are gettable still. And Falcons right. have, a, have a second-year quarterback who started a handful of games in his rookie year. Like, it's that division is going to be eminently winnable by the Saints. By def- Again, it's probably going to be another fucking 9-10 win, you know, 9-8, and 8-9, eight, 10-10, eight, and, ten and 7 kind of division, but that's what it's going to be. So he could win 10 games, you know, with that roster. It's, you know, come on, Michael Tom. Well, you know. <laughs> Well, you know, Michael Thomas. We won't talk about Michael Thomas. Yeah. Uh, uh, and that that about covers it. That about wraps up the NFL stuff. The NFL. Uh, before we move on to all the NBA trade news, uh, rosters came out for the WBC for all the teams so far. Uh, if you want to go. If you want to go quick, it uh, go through it quick. I can pop out some names, of, some good names of people who are uh, essentially on each team. Um, not, yeah, not, go, go quick. Not, we're not going to go in depth on yeah, you know, no, fucking I'm not going to pay here. Like no, granted, but uh, Team Japan, uh, big names essentially. Lars Nupar, uh That that's been the story uh, of the off season a little bit as far as him actually playing for Team Japan. Shohei, um, obviously, uh, Seiya Suzuki from the Cubs, uh, Matsutaka Yoshida from the Red Sox, Yu Darvish, uh, and yeah, that, that, that's basically, uh, Team Japan, the big names from there. Right. Um, Team USA, obviously, is stacked beyond belief. You've got Alonzo, Tim Anderson from the, uh, White Sox, rather, 
uh, Nolan Arenado, Mookie Betts, Paul Goldschmidt, Kyle Hushkot, uh, Higashioka, uh, Jeff McNeil, Cedric Mullins, JT Realmuto, Kyle Schwarber, Will Smith, the catcher, Mike Trout, your captain, Jesus. Kyle Tucker, Trey Turner, and Bobby Witt. Uh, pitching staff, Daniel Bard, David Bettner, Nestor Cortez, Kendall Gableman, uh, Merrill Kelly, Kershaw, Lance, Neal, uh, Lance Lane, rather, Miles Nicholas, Adam Arabino, Ryan Presley, Brady Singer, Adam Wainwright. That's your... That's pretty good. That. Uh, Team Canada, really, the, the big name on Team Canada. Uh, looking through it real quick. There really is one. John Axford. I mean, it's, okay, it's, we can live with that. We can live with that. Nick Nick Pavetta, Nick Pavetta, Bo Naylor, um, Freddie Freeman is uh, signed up to play first base for Team Canada. Don't but that's don't really now. But if you look at the roster for Italy, um. Most of the most of the players on the roster were not born in Italy. Oh, yeah, the rules are you have to have like its descent or something. Most of them were born in the U.S. Yep. Yeah, a Venezuelan born, a Dominican Republic born. That sounds about right. Uh, team Puerto Rico is probably going to run away with this fucking thing. Uh, Kiki Hernandez, yeah. Jose Miranda. Javi Baez, uh, Frankie Diaz. Lindor, Frankie Lindor, Neftali Soto, Eddie Rosario, uh, Martin Maldonado, MJ Melendez, Christian Vasquez. They've got Lindor, uh, they've got Javi yeah. Baez, they've got... Pitching, pitching staff, Emilio Pagan, uh, Jorge Lopez, uh, Jose Barrios, uh, Marcus Stroman, seemingly. Marcus Stroman is seemingly on... Team Puerto Rico. Didn't know how the fuck that one worked out. I thought he was a black kid from Pat Med. But alright. It's all about nah, it's all about descent. Ah, fair. Edwin Diaz, um, Luis Quinones. That that's a stacked team. Begin oh with. yeah. Uh, I was looking at the Dominican Republic roster. Um they're not bad, they're just it's not it's Gene they have Gene Segura, Manny Machado, Nelson Cruz, Rafael Devers, um, Vlad Jr. Juan Soto. That's that's a good team. Rafael Montero uh, and Luis Johnny Cueto, Hector Neris. Uh, you know who's was, gonna be? You know who's gonna be sneaky good? Mexico is gonna be sneaky good. Uh, you got uh oh, wow, Giovanni yeah. Gall- Giovanni Gallegos. You have Patrick Sandoval, Julio Urias, uh, Wilmer Rios. You have. Kajon Walker seemingly plays for uh, Mexico. You have Austin Barnes, Alejandro Kirk, uh, Jonathan Aranda, Rowdy Tellez, Luis Urias from the uh, Brewers, uh, Randy Arazarena, um, Joey Manessas, Alex Thomas, and Alex Verdugo. That's a that's a pretty solid team. And then Venezuela is probably the favorite for this whole shebang. You got Jose Alvarado, uh, Ranger Suarez, Luis Luzardo, uh, Luis Garcia, Carlos Hernandez, Pablo Lopez, um, Elisir Hernandez, uh, Edwin Escobar. Infielders, you have Altuve, Luis Arez, 
uh, Eduardo Escobar, you have Miguel Cabrera, uh, Miguel wow. Rojas, Glaber Torres, outfield, <laughs> you have, uh, Ronnie, uh, Ronnie Acuna Jr., David Peralta, Anthony Santander, uh, Omar Navarez, and Salvador Perez. Venezuela's running away with this fucking team. Yeah, um, yep, 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 yep. Columbia ain't dead. Uh, Jose Quintana. Yeah. There you go. Oh, yeah, there you go. Jose Quintana, the, the one fucking guy. G- my boy, Gio Urshela. Yeah, Gio Urshela. He'll be alright. Kingdom, ne- Kingdom of the Netherlands is uh the same fucking guys of all time. Jarrison Perfar, it's uh Didi Gregorius, and uh Xander no, Bogarts. Didi Gregorius will play on that team until he's 47. I mean, yeah. out of necessity, <laughs> and that that really covers it. I mean, there there was some. Uh, uh, John touched on it before we started. Uh, you Darvish got got his bag, got his bag. bag, got re- got resigned to a ridiculous uh, extension. It was like six years and a hundred and six. What like where did the Padres get this money? Uh, AJ Preller is on a coke binge, and he doesn't give a fuck where that money <laughs> he's goes. Fucking, he's a billionaire, that's for sure. He uh, zero so that's sucks. that. And then you had uh, Bo Bichette resigning for three years, thirty-six. So nothing crazy, crazy, but it's spring yeah. training's around the corner. So pitchers and catchers, kind of have to talk about. Yeah, and then the NBA went. Fucking crazy. Yes, they did. Yeah, they were throwing around second round picks like it was fucking Skittles. But you know, um, first big, of all, we'll, LeBron we'll well, James. Yeah, LeBron. Uh, what was it? Oh, shit, was it Wednesday? No, Tuesday. Tuesday. Monday. Yeah, Tuesday. Uh, he became, he passed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar to become the all-time leading scorer in the regular season in NBA history. Um. Did you if hit you, on your bet? No, but he he hit it a game early. Ah. <laughs> so whatever, it is what it is. I I, mean, I, I hedged it by saying he was going to score over thirty five and a half, and he got thirty eight. So I broke even. All right, fair. I mean, the guy is what he is. Like, it, listen, he you there's no you can't have a conversation about the NBA without him in it. It's he's. He's in the top five of all time. I'm sorry. Hate same, him, love him. It's the same argument we made about the uh, Hall of Fame in baseball. Like, you can't tell the story of the NBA without telling the story of LeBron James. Like, right. It just doesn't work. It doesn't work. So. He's, he's, the be- he's, he's a top five player. And mm-hmm. to say otherwise, whether you love him or hate him, you're a fool. It, it's, yeah. it just, Agreed. It doesn't, it doesn't, you know... You might not think he's the best of all time, but uh, you could debate he's on that. The list. You, you could yeah. debate that, but he's on the list. Exactly, he's on the he's list. On the and list. You, you kind of can't argue anymore that he is the best scorer of all time because the number backs him up. So right. it is what it is. Um, and honestly, then they're not even coming close to that. So we got LeBron at thirty-eight thousand three ninety right now. Mm-hmm. The next closest active player is Carmelo Anthony at twenty-eight two. Oh my god. Yeah, and then Kevin that, Durant at twenty six six. No, Durant's yeah, too not durable. He won't. And honestly, if if LeBron keeps playing, there's no reason why he can't hit forty three ish. 
you know. Yeah, there's but no that, reason why not. He'll he'll break forty thousand for sure. But that that number will never get broken. Like that, it's just nah, it's not just for a long, long time. It's impossible. Yeah. No, it's um, that, that, well, that that's that was going to stay for a number. while. Right, he's there. What do you call? It? He's I think it was fourth in assists the last time we talked about this. So um, yeah, he's fourth in assists, rebounds. He's really not close, but um, he might, he might not that, be the best of all time, but he's the most complete player of all time. Absolutely, I'd agree with that. Yes, I'd agree. He's the most well-rounded player of all time. Him and Magic. I mean, I, I agree. think he's better than Magic, but that, that's no. I'm saying he's he's the he's no, no, that, a that, better that, Magic Johnson. Yeah, that more. that's the comparison. Yes. So, I mean. I'm going to get murdered for saying it, but Magic Johnson is the LeBron you get from, from or Bush, whatever mm, you want to call him. That's rough. <laughs> yes. But, uh, from it, Alibaba. eBay, eBay LeBron, yes. Is, uh... That's fair. You guys are asking for trouble. Yeah, yeah all, all day. <laughs> Kevin, why is your computer hacked? Huh? Yeah. Why is the Chinese hacking your computer? Ah, uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> All right, so there was, so that was LeBron. And then shoot the down two, the balloon, guys! Shoot down the balloon. The, the two biggest trades, honestly, came from the Nets. They finally got rid of Kyrie Irving, and then shortly they thereafter, them, Kevin Durant. They, they sent, yeah, they sent Kyrie to the Mavericks for Spencer Dinwiddie, who's back with the Nets. Um, Dude never left. D- well. Never left. He couldn't stay because they could only sign him to a certain amount of money, and you're going to take more money where you can get it. Yeah, they could have only signed him. I think it was to the, the mid-level bird, it was exception. Bird rights. Yeah, it was, it was. So they had to let him go. Dorian Finley-Smith is a nice little piece. He's like, a he's a good he's a good piece. Um, and then they got a second round pick in 27, and then a first round unprotected pick in 29. Whatever, so and then. Why and then like, a twenty nine second round these pick. These future picks are so wild. Like, how can you trade picks this far out? Like, it's so that's, that's the NBA. Yeah, well, I know it's the NBA because there's only two rounds, and I, I get it. Like, but it's so nutty to me. So let's talk about Kevin Durant getting traded to the Suns. Um, this was a they good traded. Haul. This was a good haul. Well, because they, they had to re they had to recoup picks from James Harden. So. Yeah. They got back, so they traded Durant to the Suns for Mikael Bridges, which is he's a good shooter. He's Cam a good, Johnson, he's a, good, he's a good role player. Cam Johnson, Jay they, Crowder, tem- temporarily, yeah, four first round picks and a twenty twenty eight pick swap. Yeah, so the four first round picks is it. key. No, listen, they they got they got assets back, and you know they're back to where they were basically when they built the dim witty competitive right. team that that but, played Philly t- that played the seventy six or stuff that year. I guess my question about this is why now? Because um, because they weren't that, well because Kyrie was it was either he they wanted the Nets wanted him to sign a contract that was contingent on winning a championship, so like it was almost no, like a non a non guaranteed contract. So Kyrie was never going to sign that. The Kyrie stuff makes total sense. The one where I say why now is Durant trade because. They because had the because Joe Psy likes him, and I think they, re- I think he respected Kevin wrongfully so I, to a certain extent, but I think he he had a lot more respect for Kevin. Durant. Yeah, I think this is like, all right, where do you want to go? Yeah, see what we can do. He could have gotten more from a t- you had, another team, but you had the same trade on the table over the summer. 
over the summer. But so they didn't what, have Kyrie wanting. Kyrie they didn't, didn't want to leave. Kyrie didn't right. Kyrie didn't want to leave, and also he said he'd come back and play basketball and whatnot. And now it's they it's just more of the same. One more time. It's just more of the same. Like Durant gets hurt, you know, mid season, and you know now he's got to shoulder the load. He wants out. So you know what? Just as blow soon it up. as Kyrie was gone, you knew Kid Durant was gone. It was of a course, matter of yeah, if no, he was gone was, to net was, now or in the off season. But it was good. fair, and he, they weren't going to get anything different in the off season. And probably not. Joe Sy was going to be like, "Where do you want to go, Kevin?" Because they, they were you, giving you, him the credit. You actually might get more now because the Suns are trying to make a playoff push. Correct, and they still aren't going to beat the Celtics. FYI, but that's another argument for the no. Day. Like, the, like no, honestly, no. it probably doesn't put. It doesn't put them over the top, but it makes them better. It makes the West a little bit more um, intriguing, especially with Kyrie and Durant. They traded him out of conference. So, had, you know, we'll see had, a couple of times a year. Had John Morant just shut his mouth and not said, I'm I'm good in the West, you probably wouldn't have had yeah, well, everybody going out and saying, you're good, huh? And making yeah, well, but mad. They ain't getting past. They're not going anywhere really either. Is so, no, Denver not, Nuggets but. still in first right now? Denver still? In first? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes, they are. Yeah, Denver yeah, still that's in first. A the Western Conference is once again the gone. We're back to the <clears throat> we're back to the early two thousands. The Western well, so Conference then, is everybody. So white assassin Mika Jovich. Yeah. So then the Bucks then so then the Nets then turned around and they got Trey Jay Crowder from the Suns. Turned around and traded him to the Bucks. Uh, the Pacers got Serge Ibaka. Um, Whatever. And then the next got five seconds from the Bucks. <laughs> so, and you'll see five second round picks seems to be the theme of the day because then the Hawks traded, uh, got Sadiq Bay from the Pistons. The Pistons got James Wiseman from Golden State. Golden State got Kevin Knox from the Pistons oh, and five seconds from and five seconds from the Hawks. So random. It's there must be like a freaking there must be like the, a new statistical like valuation of second round picks and everyone's got it in their. It's either that department. or there. See, the problem is you. I think I'm. I'm not sure there's a pay scale, but you might have to pay those guys less. Whatever, no, because second round two, picks have non second round picks are. Um, you can offer them non-guaranteed contracts or like partial so guaranteed go. contracts. And also, too, don't for, don't forget five picks. It's over the course of years. Yeah, it's, it's not like five picks. years. I know. Right. I know. So it's dumb, you know. And then I don't um, think you can go past ten years. By the way, I don't think you can. I I feel like you can't go past trading picks more than ten years in the future. I think that's the rule. I I think you're correct. I want to say um, then, so then the Warriors got Kevin Knox in a trade, but then they flipped him uh, to go to Portland for Gary Payton the second and five second round picks. Jesus, Kevin! So Kevin Knox and Jay Crowder basically were like, "Where am I going?" And they pretty were like, much, we don't know yet. Yeah, pretty much. And then um, the Lakers traded Patrick Beverly to Mo for Mo Bamba on the Magic. That's a good and deal. That's okay. And Russell Westbrook, Westbrook is no longer. Jazz. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Russell Westbrook is now, <clears throat> he went to the jazz to go die, honestly. <clears throat> so dumb. So dumb. No, it's I mean, not. No, it's just a, no, it's a no, trade it's that had to get he, done. No, he, he, no. <clears throat> What's dumb so, is that the Lakers should have fucking did this in the offseason. 
Oh, that yeah. should have been done but, six months ago. Yeah, but the that problem is the Lakers. Done. But uh, how much better are the? But how much better are the Lakers if they do that six months ago versus yesterday? True, I agreed. But they could have. They probably could have flipped them, gotten so- similar compensation, and then made trades to add Mo Bamba. Still, like I. Like, see, the problem is they, they, the, the yeah. Lakers don't play defense because so right now the, the Lakers average 117 points a game, which is seventh in the league, but they give up 118 points a game, which is 28th in the league. Right. They can't stop right. anybody. So they, they don't play defense. Yeah. They don't you know, you, well, that's because they have five. They have four guys on the floor most of the time, Anthony Davis being one of them. Who doesn't? Who don't play defense? Like, and I'm, it, it still amazes me how bad Anthony Davis can be on defense. How how much of a liability he he's is. The man times. was a defensive player of the year. I know, he and he's now a defensive liability. I understand, but you know the surgeries on his leg, on his knees, um, you know, fuck him up pretty bad. He might right. as well be retired at this point. Like that. That's the reality with Anthony Davis. Like he's he's a shell of what he used to be. Right. And I think he's he's day to day. He's got a foot uh, is- issue. I don't know if he played tonight though. I think he did. Can we just touch on the fact that it's hilarious to me that the blackest man in the NBA ended up in fucking Utah with all the Mormons? Well, it is what it is. Donovan Mitchell got out of there for a reason, I guess. And went to Cleveland. <laughs> it's pretty black there. I mean, it's not like it's. It's not, it's not Mormon central. I mean, that's, you know. That's fair. That's fair. That's culturally, fair. you know, more normal, like. <laughs> I guess, yeah. But, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't think the Utah experiment is gonna last very long for, uh, Westbrook. No, it's a one and done. If that. Right, well, whatever. Whatever the last year of his, whatever is. <clears throat> um. No, I, that's really, as far as the NBA goes, there's other stuff, but like minor, you know, minor news. Yeah, no. As far uh, as that goes. That, yeah, that that pretty much covers it. And yeah, I think that, that about hits everything, boys. Um, I think it does. I mean, there, we talked about that realignment proposal in the MLB, but we could cover that more as, the, as it gets closer. That's just a theory. I don't want to get anyone mad. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't. I don't have. The, I don't have. I don't have the energy to get angry at, at that right now. We'll, uh, we'll right. talk about the NH. We'll start talking more about the NHL too. As yes. We get yes. Closer the, to NH- the, de- the NHL deadline as well. The NHL. Yeah. The Rangers made a trade today. They traded yeah. for um, uh, Vladimir Tarasenko. Tarasenko. Yeah. Which um, is so. Which is listen. Not to rental. tip my hand. It's that a rental. The, that was a rental. But you know what? That puts the Rangers. That improves their power play, which has been yeah. notoriously Anemic. fucking bad for years. Yeah, but you know what though? He's another guy who doesn't play defense, so he's going to fit right in. I know, I know, I know, well, yeah. I know. But it improves their offense right because their offense needs to be improved. Fair, fair well, or not. Also, don't know how the Islanders lost this game. Um, they lost. They six lost. Five. Yeah, they were they yeah. were winning five four, and they lost six five. I don't know how. I just I was I just looked at it. I was like, oh, let me make sure they won. And uh, oh well, and they didn't. They didn't. They lost six five. They were up. That's- they they were up in the middle of the third period too. Mm. How many? Who scored for the Islanders that game? Uh, so Palmieri, Brock Nelson, Barzell, Orvat. Or- 
Horvath's school. So that's all. That's what I was wondering. So Horvath's school adopts it. A revenge so, game against his team. Yeah, so they were gets, they were they were in the third period. Wow. He gets a goal and assist against his former team. Was up five one, and then he loses to his former team. No, I'm well, sorry. I saw when they were up four three at the end of the second period, <laughs> and they yeah they, they were four three tied four four, then five four, then six four, and they scored. Yes, yeah, so, so they they must so have they scored blew. a garbage open open. They must have scored a garbage time goal. They scored a power play goal with, with, with a minute left. So no adoption. Whatever. Sorokin let up six goals on fucking thirty four shots. <clears throat> yeah, not good. Not great. Not great. Not great. But anyway, anywho, we have a big game this weekend. The big we game. Do. Some would we, say the biggest. <laughs> some would say. Some the would biggest. say We're gonna... it's supreme. So the uh, superest yeah. of bowls. Superest of bowls. Or, or John, you'll appreciate this. Or as we, some of our friends that have no longer live in the state would like to colloquially call the superb owl. The super vowel. That's super vowel. Yeah. Yeah, so, super vowels. Uh, so super vowel. Prop bet. Anyway. How many times? Prop bet. How many times are our wives going to watch the puppy bowl on Sunday? Over yeah, under three and a half. Care. My wife doesn't care. Oh, mine does. Mine loves it. Mine loves the kid. Yes. The kittens. Yeah, your wife will watch it. Once or twice, my wife will probably watch it. Once or twice, so. so that's that's a good that's a good number. Um, that's, so that's, okay, I I promised the fans a couple of prop bets, so I did a little research. I have my if, list. If you say the first play is a fucking kickoff, I'm going to punch you. In first play is a kickoff. Okay, Damn so um, I don't think you can even place that bet. So plus ten plus a thousand sixty odds. Will there be overtime for yes? Um, not really good value that there will be overtime. I could easily see that in this game. Um, another interesting one that I like, um, Kadarius Tony plus 50 yards of receiving yards, alternate receiving yards, plus 290 That's odds. That's good value. Very good value in this game. Um, where's the other one? I had, an, I had two more. Um, was it under? Oh, it was under one of those wacky. I like stuff. this one. Any player to score an octopus, a touchdown, and a two point conversion. Yeah. Okay. Plus 1,300 for yes. Minus 4,500 for no. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That wasn't there last year. Um, Harrison Butker, total kicking points. Over under seven and a half. Even you got even odds minus one forty. I would take the over. I would take the over as well. Here's a fun one. Here's a fun one. Number of jersey number of the first touchdown score over under eleven and a half. Oh, that's get that gets weird because the jersey numbers are weird now. Right. That's a, that's a really good one. That's, That's a, a really very good one. one I didn't see that. I like that. I don't know. I don't know. I would take about the that under. One. I would take the under. I would take the under. Because there's a lot of players with single digit numbers on the Chiefs. That's I would take the under. 
that's you can, true. Um, Devontae Smith, Jalen Hurts on the on the Eagles too. So to, um, Devontae Smith. Speaking of Devontae Smith, twenty five. Another good game special that FanDuel has. Devontae Smith, twenty five plus receiving yards in each half. Odds on that plus one sixty. Another. Yeah, it's, it's put that you know tap that in your parlay, you know, in a couple, you know, with the t- anytime touchdown scoring parlay, it's good. It's good value. So that those I I had the I had a couple of those favorited and screenshotted. Um, and if you want to get really players, wild and crazy, um, total players to attempt to pass over under two and a half. That's oh, because you might have a guy throw to a uh, a running back throw to a fucking lineman. Yeah. Yeah, or or the Philly special exactly. That that's what I was thinking about. I was like, you know what? Here's a good uh, one. Here's my last one. Plus twenty six hundred odds. Each team to score two rushing touchdowns and two passing touchdowns. It's not, not bad. crazy for four touchdowns <coughs> on each side and two no. attempts. It's not crazy. It's not likely, obviously, but it's it's not bad. No, I don't hate it. I'm trying to, I'm trying to find all the uh, the weird prop bets as far as like how long is the Super Bowl, uh, the like the Super Bowl halftime show going to last, and all that like, dumb bullshit. Over under fifteen minutes. Over always. You know it's funny. We talked about time of possession. The prop for most for Philly to have the most time of possession is minus one forty four. There's a reason for that. Here you go. What will happen first for Philly? Punt or score? Oh, punt. Yeah, that's the punt's favorite. always the favorite on that. But like, oh, oh, yep. and it's in the Super Bowl. Like you typically have like. A little bit of rusty, like rust on the, you know, it's not uncommon for the first quarter to be low scoring. It's good. It's- oh, here, here you go, Artie. This is this is right up your alley for you. Time of the national anthem over under two minutes two. and two seconds. I was gonna say, is it two minutes? Uh, who's singing it? Chris Stapleton. Uh, over. Over. Take me over. It's a two fifty. That's a two fifteen job. I'm calling it now. <laughs> I'm gonna time this shit on Sunday. Are you gonna be absolutely? You have to. It's gonna be two minutes and fifteen seconds. That's my prediction. If you hit book two it. minutes and fifteen seconds, I'm gonna, I'm kicking you out of the damn house. Book, book it, book it, people. Boston and it's gonna Scott's be first yard. play of the game is gonna be a kickoff. Yep, minus fifty thousand. Yeah, Boston Scott total rushing yards over under nine and a half. Oh, oh my god! I would take the over, just because like under. I would just take the over, just because if he touches the ball, like he might he's get a probably, touch, like he yeah, might he's break a off a yeah. seven yard, like like run here. Oh That's god. a fun one. That's a fun one. Hmm. Over under nine and a half. He's not like they don't. He's not gonna get three touches the whole game. He'll get more than that. But. Three of the two of those touches might be a fucking touchdown. Like that. That's right. Like, I know on the two yard line. I know. I know. Right. I know. I understand. It's just wild. He's going to get more than three. He'll get like seven or eight touches in the game, and they're not all going to be in the in in within the five yard line. Nope. So I would take the over on that one. 
So, so. either way, we there you we go. Are, there's uh, there's all your money makers, friends. Yeah, that's it. Either way, we are what? bet responsibly. We are seventy two hours away from uh, the biggest game of our lives, gentlemen. That's right. The Everything's on the line. The superest game of it's a it's a game of inches, as they say. That's what they say. Then they say yeah. a lot of things. They say yeah, you, you play to win the game, don't they? Yeah. yeah they, they always do. say that. Still haven't won, though. Yeah, no. Still haven't. I, I'm still trying to run through walls and, and claw with my fingernails and still haven't. Still haven't got my ring, guys. Yeah, we'll Maybe get there eventually. <laughs> All, so. right, folks. All right, boys. On that note. We will leave you. Uh, enjoy. Watch responsibly. Bet responsibly. Enjoy the Super Bowl, and we will see you again next week where we'll break it down, analyze, and uh, gripe about the shit we didn't like about the Super Bowl. Also, Absolutely. happy Valentine's Day. Take your significant others out. Don't be a dick. Yes. Buy, buy, buy the flowers, fellas. Buy the flowers. Buy the, flowers. Buy the chocolate. Buy the Don't be a dick. Uh, I, could, I could do the going out to dinner part. Uh, leave that alone. Because <laughs> why am I going to pay $50 for the same steak I could get? For twenty dollars the next night, but that—that I mean, that's we will discuss next week. We will discuss next week. Good night. Good fight. Good night. Enjoy, fellas. Later.